Welcome to the NPC's weekly topic for June 20th, 2020. My name is Travis, and of course I'm joined by Preston. Hello. And Kyle. What's up? Guys, it is another week. It is time to talk about another topic, and this week's topic is Top Open Worlds in Gaming. So a lot of back and forth under the definition of what an open world game was, and effectively we came up with any game that uh, the open world itself did not necessarily re- require any loading going from one location to another, other than loading into, say, buildings or uh, caves or, uh, you know, especially in the context of some of these games too, like temples and so on as well. So there's a lot of that that we argued for, but ultimately that's where we're sticking at. So I think the list we've got here is actually a really good one to debate. So which one of us should read this off? I'll read it off. I'll go, go ahead. ahead and do it. You're going to read it? Right, you go I'll ahead, Kyle. It. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do it if, if you insist. I do. boy. Make it happen. Okay. Uh, so we have... Red Dead Redemption 2, Dead Rising 2, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, Yakuza 0, South Park Stick of Truth, Dark Souls, Batman Arkham City, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, God of War, Assassin's Creed 4, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Minecraft, Fallout New Vegas, GTA 5, No Man's Sky, The Division 2, World of Warcraft, Brutal Legend, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Apex Legends, Hitman, Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5, Sleeping Dogs, Mad Max, Saints Row 3, Assassin's Creed Origins, Spider-Man, Death Stranding, Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl, Elite Dangerous, Eve Online, Subnautica, Just Cause 2, and The Outer Worlds. No! What are you doing? We have a late entry. We don't have a late entry. Yes, We're we do. We have a late entry. With... <laughs> and Untitled Goose Game. Son of a bitch! This is my fault. This is why it happened. <laughs> it is open world. I mean, after you <laughs> unlock those gates. Oh my god. Yeah, it exactly is. Get away from me. Just All right, so a lot of open worlds here. Do we kind of want to start looking at uh, duplicates here? Because we've got four Cry- Far Cry 4, 5. We've got Assassin's Creed 4 and Odyssey. And then Skyrim and, of course, ESO. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of tough to say because they're not like continuations of existing games they're just um you know they are separate entries in that but i guess kind of looking at a lot of this do we see you know a better value in the open world of these games say compared to like their predecessor or you know the one after it anything like that are you talking assassin's creed or far cry so i'm, I'm looking at uh, the Elder Scrolls games we've got on here, the Assassin's Creed games, and then the Far Cry games, because those are the only ones that we have that are um, the same here. Everything else is separate entities. Was that was that question specific to a certain 
franchise or was that for all those though that was for all three of them like i'm just curious kind of like to eliminate some of the duplicates at least in game series is i'm not going to say they need to come off i just figured that might be something to start talking about now is whether or not um you know do they basically like copy over the same thing to the next one with their open world does it really act the same way just kind of with a fresh coat of paint um you know does, does the new one bring something different to the table than the older one did or vice versa I think we should cut both of the Far Cries. His okay. Top 10. If you think about it, Kyle, because I'm assuming you put five in because I put four. I did put five in. You uh, did okay. Five was a lot larger than four. And I, I thought um, when it came to like stuff in the open world, there were like a lot more like hunters and trappers just wandering around that you could get missions from that were looking for specific things and whatnot. So... If you were going to throw Far Cry 4 on there, I was going to throw it on there, but I'm okay with it. I mean, they don't, neither of them have really a super rich world. I mean, they have some good characters. There's some really cool secret spots. That's with any open world game. But, I mean, each one of them has a theme, and they stick really well to that theme, and they don't really venture outside of it. So. I am with Kyle. I don't think any of the Far Cry worlds are particularly novel that isn't that kind of why like i'm getting sick of far cry okay, is because so, it's basically the same game as the last one just a different right place i i only I mean, have I four because i don't see I liked... it necessarily is the same game like the, the gameplay yeah of course i mean you're you're always going to take over bases you're always trying to take over a region to you know encapsulate one area and then go after one person that but you know you have to go after the four other people to get to him right and that's part um, of the world yeah but and, and each of them has their own you know fairly unique story um but yeah not yeah. really super unique i'm with kyle like he said it's go do a go clear a region go do outposts go hunt people yeah okay yeah all right, so I'll go ahead and I'll pull those off then. Uh, so I apologize, Ooh, I didn't realize, I, I guess I missed this in the actual list here, is that we actually have three Assassin's Creed games on here. We got yeah. four, Odyssey, and Origins. So out of oh, those man. three, you know, do any of them hold up better than the other one in regards to their open world? I mean, Assassin's Creed games have honestly been open world since the first one, right? Yeah. I would throw my hat in on four if we had to keep one. Really? Because the best part about Assassin's Creed 4 is its world and the fact that it's a good the world is so good and rich as a pirate game that it makes you forget it's an Assassin's Creed game is why I would pick that one over Origins or Odyssey. Odyssey I think is actually too big. You um, think so? I do. I kind of I kind of get that a little bit too. And you like, know what? I would actually agree it's on. It's got a, a great four. open world, and it's got lots to find. I mean, there there are items that you know even baffle me. Like apparently, if you if you do some searching, you can like find uh, Poseidon's spear, and it gives you the ability to like I did breathe underwater stuff like that. But yeah, I, don't I know. did all that. Yeah, but yes. it's 150 hours of exploring islands that yeah. All kind of look the same. I mean, the Greek islands do all look the same, but I don't know. Even like origins. Well, and there's some islands that you land on. And granted, they are smaller islands, but they're not like super small. 
um, and there's literally nothing on them. Yeah, like you'll you'll find one thing, and it's like that's the only thing on the item, and it, yeah. and it's like usually like a pickup. Yeah, I think it's just too big, and I don't know. I just didn't care for that one as much. It's even Origin. Have you played Origins? I haven't played Origins. Okay. Origins jumps from like desert to really nice Egyptian cities to oases. Like it has a lot of variety, especially for that time in Egypt. So that one was really nice too. But like I said, the reason I had four was because the world is so rich that again, makes you forget it's Assassin's Creed game and it's a pirate game and it's so fucking great. at just going and around I think the that's... open sea. I think that's probably the value that it has in it is because the other Assassin's Creed games that had come out, you know, we're all based essentially in more or less one region at that point in time, or you're more just traversing cities. You really weren't making your way too far out there. Whereas this offered that whole unique twist is that now you're going to be sailing a ship and now you're going to be actually exploring the open ocean and completing these things in Assassin's Creed style. I think four might be actually better because it, it completely flipped everything around instead of just navigating on land. Now you're out in the ocean and Maybe. you have to traverse it. So I think it offered a new twist and a nice refresh to Assassin's Creed that I don't believe we've actually seen since then. I agree. And then also like, if you think about what a pirate was supposed to be like the, it's the freedom of the sea, I guess mm-hmm. is one thing that makes a pirate a pirate and, that's what Assassin's Creed 4 did. You could go anywhere your ship wanted to. So then maybe we cut Origins and Odyssey and keep uh, Black Flag? For now, at least. I don't know if Black Flag is top 10, but I would cut those ones. That's what do you fair. Think, yeah. Cool. All right. Making progress. I'm going to change this from Assassin's Creed 4 to Black Flag just to just to make sure that we uh, catch that right. Because I saw Assassin's Creed 4 and I'm like piecing it together in my head. I'm like... So I had to go back and look it up. I was like, "Oh, that's right." Well, then I wonder if if that's maybe part of the problem when you do something that's historic or that you know that actually has a definitive story that's already made is you do end up running into the problem that you can't put too much into your world because you don't know everything about it. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah that, like we said that's what I think. What Origin or not Origins? Uh, Odyssey. Origins does it too. Origins is really big. It's just I was surprised that yeah. Odyssey is even fucking bigger. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we actually know in in time and history, especially from you know the time of pirates, especially where Black Flag was at. You know, uh, books and stories and and documents and that that are out there that help tell the tale. Whereas stuff with like right. Odyssey and that there's th- that's set in back in the Egyptian you know period and there's there's nothing really there to go off of except of course the hieroglyphics and that that we have and just making inferences on what we're seeing there so you're absolutely right you can only guess so much out there and kind of go out so far but of course i mean it's it's a video game anyway obviously obviously of course there's going to be a grounding in reality to a point and then everything else is up to you to go you know play and explore so all Uh, right one last quick thing on black on assassin's creed sorry on origins like Mm-hmm. I will say for Origins and Odyssey, the side missions and the people you encounter are more interesting than any Assassin's Creed before that. They have weird and interesting problems that help sell the world a little more. So I would like okay. to say that about this. But yeah, I still that, think and I, I think they, the depth of the character conversation just yeah. with some of those characters, even if you interact with them once, 
is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Moving okay. on. Yeah. Hmm. Um, no, but, I have not. Pl- we were going to talk about Skyrim and online. I have not mm-hmm. played Elder Scrolls Online, so I do not have a measuring stick for that one. So I would pick Skyrim, but I would need you guys to tell me. Well, why. Elder Scrolls Online is like the culmination of everything that that the Elder Scrolls series have had to offer thus far, just in a MMO format, right? Yeah. Okay. You can visit pretty much all the areas. And I, I say pretty much because it, it's been a while since I've been on. I don't think you can visit all the areas still necessarily. I could be wrong. I didn't like maybe they were timed far. events or something to to go to this place here for X amount of time. Well, no, and then you they think shut about it, down. it too. Like every expansion has opened up one area more. Like uh, the the new area is supposed to be Skyrim. Uh, previous to that was where the Khajiit come from. That's okay. what elsewhere is. Okay. Yeah. What about like the actual world building in it? Do you think is as strong as the? I almost think I mean, like initially we should disqualify it wasn't. MMOs. Um, there, I I think they've done a lot to help the world out. Um, it does still rely on character to to character interaction, but uh, it doesn't suffer from. <laughs> you know, not having NPCs at all. And there, there is plenty of like side quests and su- stuff to do um, on the side. Um, and of course, you know, just like any Elder Scrolls games, there there's plenty of flora and fauna to interact with, kill, harvest. They got the dragons and everything. Do they have the beautiful sky in Skyrim? That's, that's all mm-hmm. I want for Skyrim is that sky. The sky. Do they have the beautiful sky? If they don't, then yeah, the, I want Skyrim. The Aurora and that. Yeah, that's actually a really cool uh, thing, especially when you use mods <laughs> with it on PC. It's so cool. I, I I don't know. I On those two, I don't know. I'm more for Skyrim than I am ESO. But that's not Can to I say be that... frank with you? Yeah, go I, ahead. I like the Elder Scrolls games and all, but I don't think either of them really belong on the list. Ooh. Really? I mean, the oh. you, their worlds. If you if you really spend time in the worlds, there are times they use they reuse a lot of assets or characters or you know the same type of character. You know they do. It seems like so. I don't know. It it's not like it feels like a faux rich world to me. Hmm, seems really early to lose both the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Maybe we drop. I don't know. Online and keep Skyrim. I, I look at some of the other ones, and I like. I don't. I don't think the Elder Scrolls really match up to some of them. When it, especially when it comes to like, you think about it. E- even like Skyrim on like the best graphics, the the worlds are pretty drab. There's not like tons yeah. of like. I mean, you get out in the wild and you'll run into this into creatures and stuff. But in an area, you run into the same, you know, two creatures over and over and over again, and you'll you'll wander around for a long time and do that if you really want. Okay, Sharon. Well, if he's okay with losing both, and you're okay with losing online, I, I can lose online right now. Yeah, let's do it, <laughs> and then let's see what happens with Skyrim. 
Yeah, we can come I, back. I think that's a good. I think that. that's a good argument, though. Like he's right. The world is kind of bland and drab. And I mean, when you look at like mm-hmm. um, Horizon Zero Dawn and how bright and vibrant and like how rich the world looks and moves, and not not just like the the creatures and shit in it, but like everything in it. You know, there are other games like that, too. Shit, even Stalker has some of that, and it's like 20 years old. I don't think there's no... I don't know. That's completely absent in Skyrim. I don't know. I think it has some of it. it. That's an unfair attack. You're right. That's an unfair attack. I mean, it's up in the mountains. Yeah, we can get rid of the online. I mean... That's a tough one. The the online does still rely heavily, I think, in the environment to to or for for the environment uh, for the other players to be there for it to work yeah we got rid of one sure cut one you want me to pick the next one then um well kyle and i've done all the work oh shut up uh (laughs) let's see This is really tough. I'm actually I'm looking at a couple of the space ones here right now, like Elite Dangerous or Eve Online. Um, yeah, like I was telling you guys, you're going to have to convince me, give me a pretty good argument for those because I've never right. played them, so I have nothing to measure those on either. So Elite Dangerous takes place within our galaxy. So Elite Dangerous actually has, I guess, let, let me go ahead and use this as an example here. Is like, you know, the argument between Star Wars and Star Trek, of course, that Star Trek is kind of grounded more in reality on the expansion of humanity and that, whereas Star Trek, of course, or Star Wars is a fantasy, of course, you know, way away that doesn't really mm-hmm. have any grounding in reality. That's kind of the way you look at the comparison between I would say the comparison between Elite Dangerous and EVE Online is that Elite Dangerous is the next is like literally kind of the evolution of of humans in that, whereas EVE Online is kind of about that, but it's way, way farther ahead, like way out there in the future where they can't live on Earth anymore. They've got to get out of here. They go through a wormhole, can't come back, and they set up a whole new thing. Like there's no talk of Earth or anything anymore, at least at that point. But that's set like eons or ahead of where Elite Dangerous is. There are differences, though, between them, whereas Elite Dangerous has more emphasis a lot on the actual cargo running in that in its in its uh, play area, as well as, of course, there is some attack missions and, and quests that you do. EVE Online really has a lot more of the MMO aspect to it. It's, here's this quest, navigate over to this area, talk to this person, pick up this resource, go back and drop off this resource. You're going to learn how to attack over here and, and so on uh, to, to do this. You're going to pledge allegiance to this group or this group or this group, um, anything there. So Elite Dangerous, really looking at the open world stuff, circling back around to the topic at hand, Elite Dangerous is centered into our galaxy. EVE Online is completely out somewhere else. Now on... Both of them between them where I'd say there's probably more of like a like a rich, vibrant environment. I would say Eve Online probably has it over Elite Dangerous. Um Elite Dangerous started out as being kind of how I described it there at the beginning, that a lot of it was just you're gonna complete these missions, go back and forth and so on. Um it took forever to introduce any sort of uh like AI conflict 
like they introduced aliens like really late into it. Someone ended up coming across one like by mistake, like their game cut to a cutscene that they weren't expecting. And sure enough, aliens now <laughs> appeared and now they can get into fights with them. Those um, it, there's actually still hot debate if, if to uh, that programming was in there um, all along or if they added it in, in there really late. Yeah, that so. it was just by chance you'd come across them. Whereas Eve Online, but it took like a long time for it to happen, like years and years of people mm-hmm. playing this for it to even happen one time. Yeah. Whereas with like Eve Online, as the, as the counter on this is that it, um, there's different areas of security that you fly around in. You've got high sec, null sec, low sec. Um, where high security is that the 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 AI of that area will protect any ships that are, you know, coming under attack or anything. Low sec means, okay, you might actually get some help and null sec means you're on your own. So you run into a problem with uh, piracy, you run into problems with raids, you run into massive battles, which um, if you've read any of the news articles on that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of those news articles will actually talk about the value of the in-game currency to actual U.S. dollars and are talking about like multi-million dollar skirmishes that that end up like destroying these massive ships. Um and so of course there's a lot of a lot of chaos that goes along with playing Eve online, granted outside of just the standard MMO space, but it's I feel that the actual environment is that in there is much more vibrant than Elite Dangerous. There it's a, got a steeper learning curve than Elite Dangerous, but I think Eve Online's open world aspect is definitely much um I would say is much nicer. I have a question, but to the same effect, neither of them I don't think either of them you can get at, out of your ship. But um Elite Dangerous, you can go down onto planets and you can go around on a rover and stuff. And they're yeah. actually looking at a future patch that um, they've been working on since launch that you're actually able to get out and you'll have a human avatar and you'll be able to go around the space stations and uh, land and go out onto planets and stuff. So if I remember right, EVE Online does have a component like that, but it's more limited to space stations like you're, you're just talking about um, where you're able to get out of your ship and I think move around. I've, it's been a while since I've played EVE Online, so I apologize here if I'm remembering wrong. Uh, but if you remember though too, is that EVE Online, the company who made EVE, uh, CCP, also released a game for PlayStation 3. What was it? Dust 514, I think was the name. That oh, man, game, I, I don't know. Yeah, so that game was a first-person shooter, but it was tied in with the EVE universe where someone could actually be playing EVE Online on their computer and actually go into a battle. And as these guys are, as you're playing on PlayStation 3 in this first-person shooter, you could actually call in a bombardment from space and someone in EVE Online who's playing that at the same time in that area can actually deliver that bombardment per your request or drop in additional assets and drop in additional support, which opens up the open world part of it even more to now go cross-platform. Okay. So I think from everything that I've Eve heard from Online... you two, though, it sounds like it's everything you're giving me right now sounds gameplay oriented for the most part. It's not the world building necessarily. Like the people and like, are you learning about the the universe, the world, like what it? I don't know. Like, 
You are, I think, more so in EVE Online, Elite Dangerous, because it's grounded into the galaxy that we're in, into the Milky Way. A lot of the information you glean in there is a lot of stuff that is basically pulled from the internet, you know, pulled from um, official resources and that too, like, you know, information on stars, information on um, information on nebula, on clusters, on um, on planet formations, and that as well too. That you know, like the the space telescopes are actually catching and and bringing back for scientists here to analyze it. Eve Online, none of that is grounded into actual reality on anything. So you've got a whole community, you, you've got the whole development team that are building out a lot of these things to to create the world itself, and you're learning more about the factions, the organizations, how you got there, what's going on next, and so on as you continue to play. And that's, of course, a lot of it really up to player interaction, but the world is opened up enough that you could just really learn about it on the fly. Would either of you guys put this in your top 10, either of these? Honestly, no. I feel like we're talking a lot about them then. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> – well, I think – I wanted to look at the space ones, really, because I love space games, especially the space traveling ones, for sure. So I wanted to bring them up. I would say if either of them were to be on there, I wouldn't put Elite Dangerous. And I think EVE Online might hit for like a like a soft 10, which means okay. that depending so on how the list debate. goes, I would see whatever we could potentially argue as a number I think 10 I to butt heads. Okay. I think I agree with that. Okay, I'll listen to yeah. you guys. So go ahead and cut Elite. Yep, I'll get rid of it. But yeah, I I would even I'll be honest with you, Preston. I think if you actually tried to step into Eve Online, I could imagine getting a text message from you five minutes later with your computer on the ground and you having lit it on fire because of how horrible that game is to learn. Um, it's it's got it's such a steep learning curve. It's a uh, it's one that they say that you need to be like proficient in Excel creating spreadsheets to be able I to was play that just game. gonna say that I was like I was looking at that gameplay video and I'm like this looks like micro like this looks like excel spreadsheets everywhere I was like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing yeah and like I said about like the in-game cur- like the actual value of these ships and that what they do is um you can buy a game subscription in there um like through uh it's called a plex and when you uh when you spend the in-game currency on it you can actually buy those plex uh outside of game two with normal money so when these articles come up that say that there are these space battles that you know three million dollars worth of ships have been completely destroyed it's because they're converting the value of what you can buy that for in game to the value you can buy it for outside of game we also have another space game on here with no man's sky how do you think that stacks up against no man's sky See, the biggest difference is that No Man's Sky is more procedurally generated, is that the worlds you're going to get are not set in stone. So everything just, it's like we've got Minecraft on the list, though, of course, is that no two Minecraft worlds are going to be the same. It's all procedurally generated. It's, uh, you could have any setup that you want, um, you know, or any setup that the game is going to give you, you know, based on that randomness. With and so that- I thought No Man's Sky definitely deserved a mention because it it offered that level of of a vibrant environment and and ecosphere and level of creativity to it that we had really seen in some of these other games especially you don't see a lot of it in the space games anyway either so this definitely did it even if we all got kicked in the balls when this game first released okay but 
uh, again, all I've seen are a few gameplay videos uh, for EVE Online, so I don't know too much. I have played a little No Man's Sky, so I do have a mm-hmm. barometer for that. Anything I've seen from No Man's Sky, even from the beginning when it was shit, is still more vibrant and has more character than anything I've seen from EVE Online. But I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I would agree with that statement. Um, I can too. Yeah, just the the worlds. You you land on a planet, and each and every one has their own. Even if it's somewhat similar, they have their own unique little thing about them. You know. Yeah. So with that, you know, like I said, because of Eve Online being like a soft ten for me, of course, butting heads with something, I would say it. Uh, no Man's Sky definitely trumps it in the grand scheme of space exploration and and the environments in that there. So I'm just going to go ahead and make the executive decision to delete Eve from the list. boy. <laughs> I will, like, I may actually have to reinstall Eve and start playing that again. And then just, you'll never see me again. Uh, okay, so I've cut, we've talked and cut a couple. I'm going to leave it to uh, Kyle now. Hmm. I've got one. Mad Max. Yeah, cut Mad Max. It's it's a lot better than you would think for an open world game. But the open world's still pretty empty. Uh, yeah, yeah, to a good for the most part. You know, yeah. one game I'm actually like, surprised. When you get to the s- junker towns. There's a lot of character in those, and a lot of fun in those, and a lot of world building in those. But outside of it, it is just a giant desert. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's what Mad Max is. So I'm curious, though, is that, you know, we had Mad Max on here, and I did actually mean to go back and add another game to this, now that we were talking about it, was uh, Borderlands. I'm surprised well, we didn't actually have that other list. Borderlands switches between levels. Oh, uh, well, yeah, when you go between the areas, that's right, okay. It does have a slice of being open world, but yeah, when you go from place to place, yes, you do have to load in. Never mind, okay. And neither one's... I wouldn't think either one's particularly large enough for it to be considered an open world. Also, I do not think Borderlands, even though it's funny, I think a lot of the open world parts of Borderlands are kind of boring. It's the same five kind of monsters you're fighting out there and a bunch of bandits. That's all it is. Oh, wait. No, that's that's fine. I think that's probably like why I didn't add it here in the first place. I probably had the same argument in my head. So mm. I, I did think about Borderlands. but Okay. Uh, okay, so we got rid of Mad Max. Preston, it's your turn. Uh, Division 2. We should cut that. Okay. Uh, I figured that the world, like the actual open world in there, definitely had a little bit more to it than, say, the first Division. It seemed like they went back and refined a little bit more of it, but I, I guess I could definitely see that, especially talking about the repetitiveness of, of Borderlands, even though that wasn't on the list. And then, of course, talking about kind of the emptiness of Mad Max, is it is the same. You walk from place to place, even if it is open world, and you're either going to run into a group that needs help, you're going to run into an enemy group, or you're going to trigger a mission. Exactly. The worlds look pretty, but it is filled with nothing. Like, I don't even know who I'm shooting half the time. It's just people that turned red, and now they're shooting at me. Like, that's not world building. That's just. I'm glad I'm not the only person that feels that way. No, yeah, I'm. You're with me on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just think there's no character in that game. I think it's fun to join your friends and shoot people, but that's it. Okay. Like even the mm. bosses, I don't know any of their names. I don't even know the story mm. of Division. 
Like, that's how shitty that world is. All I know is there's an infection. Gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Sherm, you're going to have to convince me of PUBG and Apex. I'll we'll circle around to those ones here later because I actually wanted to bring up Outer Worlds. Um, and I think that one should go because... It was even, you know, panned by a lot of people who had played all the way through it. I got about halfway through and I stopped just about the same way I think all of you guys did was the fact that it um, it got repetitive, like through the game itself that, you know, the AI, the enemy AI that you're going to run into. The only couple of things they had was either you're they're going to come up and run at you with a melee weapon or they're going to hide behind cover. And sometimes they're stupid enough not to crouch behind cover, but make it look like they, you know, that they're trying to. Um, but the, the environments that you get into are really not as immersive or as enjoyable to be in. Um, I would say like, you know, Fallout New Vegas trumps Outer Worlds, you know, any of the other Fallout games actually trumps the Outer Worlds, which the Outer Worlds is what, you know, it, it tried to be. Outer Worlds is really funny. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I will say though, I, you got to give a shout out to the, the characters in the world, like. They're they fit hilarious. really well, and it has some really bizarre characters. Some of them are really off the wall, but you know they're pretty natural uh, for the most part. Like they they feel like they could be people, even as kooky as they might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the worlds look really pretty. I was gonna. Are you gonna fight for it, Kyle? If you're not gonna fight for it, I won't. But oh, I'm having second thoughts on outer worlds. Like you're right. The but that's just enemy types that get shitty. Like they, they right, don't change over the if, time. The the characters are still pretty good up to like, I was, I only got to hour 20. So I, I don't know. Maybe it, I haven't finished it. So I guess I can't say definitively it sticks the landing, but 20 hours in, I, it was still fun to talk to people cause they were so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Kyle, are you going to fight with me, or would it be just be me? No, nah, I, I kind of want to hold on to it for a little while, see where this where this takes us. Okay. Let's go down the rabbit hole. All right, so do we want to circle back around then, Preston, uh, to PUBG and Apex Legends I, then? I'm just going to need you to convince me that's even an open world, really, to worth with any kind of well, character, if it's not just you shooting other people. Well, I guess, I guess between the two, I'd probably say more so on the Apex Legends side than probably PUBG, because... Um, with the PUBG part of it itself is that there's not really a lot that does change. I mean, weapon drops change all over the place though, too, but I think it's more of just the, that you're in, if you go back to the, uh, the first map that ever came out, Erangel, uh, being like in some sort of weird offshoot Russian cold war type Island, you know, you're just dropped in. It's, it's generally quiet around you anyway. Of course, if you, unless you land in a group of people who go and grab weapons as quick as they can, uh, I think it's just a lot more of like the randomness that no two games are the same. But yeah, there, there's not a lot in the world that actually does happen other than they have made changes, of course, to the way the blue zone works now. They've made changes to the way um, the, those like red zone rocket drops actually happen as well, though, too. So I'd say between them, I'd say Apex Legends has more of the open worldness to it, though, uh, because think things it are top 10? changing. Uh, there's like none of the world informs the story there's no like do you know where you're at do you know the story of that world in any way 
I would say in the game, no. I think where I think where Apex really gets it more is kind of in line with how Overwatch does it. Is that it's a lot of the external um information that you get. Like when they get ready to announce a new event, you know, most of the time they'll do some sort of of story video that talks about, you know, what happened with this person here? Like what happened with this character and how they got to maybe be to where they're at? Like they subtly introduced the newest character Loba when they introduced Revenant, when Revenant ended up actually killing her father. Um, and you know, they showed her off just briefly as a child. And then she came back of course, as an adult as the next character. Uh, so a lot of their story driven stuff is more so on the, outside of the game however in regards to the actual open world part of it in game itself uh there's always different things that can at least manipulate to it if you go back to look at when the game first came out and of course the only map was king's canyon the uh dinosaur monster things that of course were uh kind of standing there in the middle of the map if you actually got close enough to them at certain points in time just I don't think you could actually time it. I think it was just random when you'd actually be over there. They'd freak out because they'd you'd actually be like near them, even though they're these towering skyscraper sized beings. Uh, they'd stomp the shit out of you. Like you'd actually feel the ground shake, a leg come up and just stomp you. And that could happen at any point in time. Or you could run in as one of them has picked their leg up, not even know that it happens, and boom, you're dead because you were uh, crushed. You've got these uh, flyer creatures that were added a couple seasons ago where they're carrying, of course, the crates. And they're they're basically carrying death crates that have weapons, uh, ammo, armor, anything and that you can shoot and they can drop them. But there are some of them in cages that you may not realize are there. And you get up close to one of them, they're going to basically like they're going to growl and scratch and yell in that uh, from inside their cage, which is going to alert nearby enemies that you're there. They alert other players. There are you enemies are within you encounter this. in Titanfall, too. They are. They are, exactly, exactly. They're just called flyers in this game. They actually haven't been giving a, a full name unless that's what they're called in Titanfall. Anyway, there's no, that no, part that of it. Sound, that, that's all cool stuff, but that, none of that sounds like world building. That just sounds like something cool you added in a multiplayer map. I guess that could be the case too. I, I guess a lot of it comes along with the season part two, where they change things in the map as stuff goes on. Like Kings Canyon isn't the same. There's a whole chunk of the map that's sunk into the ocean. And now a lot of it is opened up that relates to the current season. There's like some sort of like treasure quest that you're going on to go and locate all of these different valuable things on top of kind of somewhat furthering along the story. Like there's one part my kid and I dropped in on this week where um, like you land in there and you actually trigger a special event inside this one area where all of these different alien dog creatures end up actually like attacking you and you have to take them down wave after wave while inside the battle royale itself and you unlock higher tier armor as you go on through this and complete it and of course you risk yourself not only being attacked and killed by these these alien dog creatures but you also risk having other players jump in there and take you out at the same time and then possibly take your loot and you know that's that's it for you but you're probably right that could very well be the case i would say between the two apex legends probably has it more than PUBG. but you are right in the grand scheme of being multiplayer is that could just be a neat aesthetic um that, i just feel that the, is, i think i just but, feel that the world is 
is open enough, but you're not going around like some of these other ones talking to NPCs and, you know, learning new things, grabbing new things, and just being able to walk around and explore. You're not getting a lot of that. Like, so you a lot don't of know the what those big dinosaur outside. things are in that apex world. Like, you don't know what those are because you don't even have a name for them. You're like, they're just gi- giant creatures. Like I said, like you said, it's just an aesthetic they added. I, I, I think you said yeah, it yourself. Yeah. I won't argue with that. I guess that definitely does make sense on that part of it. Why don't you hold on to Apex? And I think you'll see what I mean when we get closer to the 10. And you'll see that Apex just doesn't even come close. I think you'll see yeah. it. So hold on to Apex. and I think you'll see it. Okay. I went ahead and just nixed PUBG then. So okay. that's not a problem. Okay. So uh, you're up next, Kyle. Ooh. Get rid of it. No, we know We don't want it on here. Starts with an M, ends with a Minecraft. This is tough, man. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. There's a lot in it, but... And don't get me wrong, I love the Deus Ex games, but it, it's really small worlds that you yeah, travel right. in between. It's closer to what Borderlands is. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and cut it for that. It's a cool world, though. Yeah. Like like I said, there there's a lot of stuff to do, and there's a lot of people and things you can interact with. But yeah, I think we're going to see a better one of those in Cyberpunk coming out. So I believe so too. Yeah, but it, I think it hits that pretty well. That Blade Runner feel. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not it's not that large. Yeah, good call. So what's next? South Park. What about mm. South Park? I'm going to go twice. Mm. God damn, really? That's yeah. one of the tops. Is it really open world, though? Isn't it? Isn't the whole thing loaded at once? I don't know. I, I've i never played it. You'll you'll have oh. to explain to me how yeah, it's open it, world. It. I mean, they don't... There was no kind of draw distance because of the way South Park is animated, where it's just a... Um, it's a 2D show, obviously, so it's flat. Mm-hmm. So there's no draw distance. So the way you do it is moving like a side squirrel would side to side and going up and down uh, things. But the whole world is loaded at once. It's not like it has to stop in a loading screen. It just does a quick flash. Like on this page, like you just turn the page kind of thing and you're over over by the, huh. the next market or, or by like the sushi world or something like that or the Bolorama. So I I think it qualifies in that part. Is that what is that what your issue is with it, or is it the actual world building of South Park too? Well, I don't know. Like, because goddamn, they have so many Easter eggs in that world. That's what I was about to ask. Is like, you know, is there someone who's going to go pick up South Park Sick of Truth, having never watched South Park, and are there going to be so many references to the show that rely, you know, or like they rely, of course, on the Easter egg part that you talk about or, or rely on a lot of the references from all of mm-hmm. the seasons that have happened prior to release that if someone hadn't watched the show and it's like, hey, you know, I know this is popular. I might as well just give it a try. You know, does does it immerse them enough or do they have to actually have watched the show to really feel like the world building is on point? You know, does, does to it be top lose 10? Yeah, you would have had to have watched the show. But what kind of lunatic would buy South Park Stick of Truth without ever watching South Park? I I get that. There I'm just saying there's out there. there those are, are lunatics. They're not listening to my podcast. <laughs> no, they obviously do are not, not subscribe. I, 
I'm just, <laughs> I'm just all I'm saying is that it, it just seems like that's part of it is that it relies on the the development of the South Park world already before getting into that. And I'm just wondering if anybody has jumped into it because it's like they're aware of South Park. They're not aware of a lot of these things. And so there might be stuff that just completely passes over their head because they weren't they they weren't in on it like everybody else you know i assume like i'm going to use an example here. like i'm going to assume that there's a reference to the whale on the moon somewhere in stick of truth right yeah i don't know if it is okay I, i'm just using that as an example is because you know someone sees something about the whale on the moon in there and doesn't know anything about the episode when you know they they went to mexico and strapped the whale to a rocket to send it to space because they thought it was an alien you know oh. if if someone has not actually fully understood that part goes and plays the game and they make mention to like you know a, a whale on the moon and they cut over to show it it's like what the hell what, what does that mean you know yeah. why but there's the- nothing there to explain it other than it's like oh you had to have watched the show to see it. it's like okay so I, I don't know. I'm kind of arguing more like on the devil's advocate for anybody who could have bought this and played it that didn't watch the show. On the flip side of that, though, for people who do watch the show like me, for them to throw stuff in like that, like to put in Nazi babies or to throw in Man Bear Pig or to make Canada change into a completely different 2D shit looking area for anybody who watches the show, that is fucking brilliant and so nice and great world building. Okay. I'd much rather they do it for me than someone who's never watched the show. Like, I don't understand why that person would even be buying the game anyway. I don't know. I just I just figured I'd play devil's advocate on that part. I don't know exactly which way Kyle was really going with it other than, you know, what he's already stated thus far. Unless there's something else, Kyle, that you haven't mentioned yet. I'm shocked, I, I, I don't know. I, truth. I, I, well, I, I don't really watch South Park to begin with, number one. So you wouldn't but... buy the game, right? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. And <laughs> but to that same effect, I mean, how rich can a 2D world really be? I don't know. I guess well, I can see the depth if they've got, you know, the characters exactly how they are in the show and everything. They're but, dead on. I and, guess and you, you would be my argument for that. Sorry, whenever no. you want to, you know, who's ever house and do whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like finding little Easter eggs inside their house, like in this isn't in Sick of Truth. This was in a fractured butthole. There's two kids that are gay with each other that that just happened like the last three seasons, and their name is Tweak and Craig, and they have little gay Japanese pictures all over this the town that you just find, and it's just that one joke that they built a whole side quest around for the whole thing, and Sick of Truth does that as well, I guess. The way I would think that. Can we agree that they're pretty popular games? Like, the people who like South Park really love these games? Yes. Like, yeah. would, you, would you agree that? Okay. And it's not because of the gameplay. Because the gameplay is mediocre, turn-based tactics at best. Remember when we did our tactics thing? That's why we cut it, because it wasn't the gameplay that was selling you. It was the world of South Park that they had built and how dead-on okay, so perfect that, it that's, was. that's, I guess, my my question. They have the world South Park as it is in the show. And you can basically go anywhere. Right. Well, in the town. Yeah. In the town of South Park, pretty close. I guess it could stay on here for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I can stay. 
Ooh, I, I just I had to play devil's advocate because I there's probably a few people who have actually picked up this game or you know if it was one of those games that was being given away for free on um you know on Xbox or something or on PlayStation Plus or whatever um you know it could have been one oh I'll just I'll just grab it to grab it they go and play it and it's like what but no no you're absolutely right there's more likely than not people who pick this up because they actually watch and enjoy the show so well I also just, think like it's not full it's it's not just that full of mm-hmm. those little Easter eggs for everybody. Like that's a lot of what makes it, that's what would put it into top 10 for me is those mm-hmm. little additions. They add that little nice touch, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in it just for people who, even if they didn't watch South park, they would still get like the part where you have to dodge your parents having sex while chasing the underpants gnomes. You don't have to watch the show to appreciate why that's so great. When you have to do a quick time event and dodge your dad's nutsack. Like <laughs> it's just such a funny fucking game. And the world, <laughs> ah, damn! And it's because of the world they build. It's oh mm. god. Okay. Yes. Uh, moment. Moment of the year, Kyle. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I guess. All it right. Let's so let's great. move on from <laughs> let's move on from South Park. Then Kyle, maybe grab another one here to to argue about. Well, I went after two, so yeah, oh, he that's did go true. Two in a row. Um. Mm, fuck. I think we should cut Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man, Ooh, but it's really? just New York. Yeah. We talked about it in last podcast. There's certain nuances in that game, though. There are. That's that's really nice, but in the overall... Did you look it up? No, you you told me. You told me about the... What was the Jewish people not wearing... Yeah, um, yeah. Yarmulkes on Sunday or something like that. The Yeah, the Orthodox Jews. No, they're not even being out on Sunday. I can't remember what you said. Yeah, it, it's... That, it's that's really a nice touch. cool that they thought of it, you know? Th- that's a nice touch, but I think... It's just... They have Ben's it's, grave it, in it. I mean, you can visit Ben's grave. Yeah. But... Maybe that's it. It's just that maybe New York City has been so overplayed in a lot of these kind of like open world style games that is just like it is new york and it's definitely offered another twist but it is still just new york city exactly it's the best it's ever looked i think except maybe division one i think new york looked awesome in division one but it's like if you're talking about like the side stuff and the character building that's not story because a lot of that comes from just the story like if you're doing crimes like they those crimes feel almost the same as like doing the ones in spider-man 2 Okay, let, let me ask you this. How often did you actually walk around just on the street, though? Why would I walk on the street if I'm Spider-Man? True. That, that That's a very true statement, but if you it's ever like walked Superman around taking the a street... Bus. What are you doing? It's re- Well, it's it's actually kind of cool. They, they put in a lot to that game that you missed out on, um, you know, if you didn't for a little while. Like, you would have people run up to you, and they'd want to take pictures with you. No, or, I had you know. And, you know, you'd have a prompt for it or you'd have a prompt for someone to sign an autograph or something. But then you'd also have people run up out of a crowd and they'd try and assassinate you. I never had that one happen, I don't think. Yeah. I did have people try and take pictures with me. Like, you're right. There are really nice touches. Like, you can see through the windows when you're web swinging and there's people actually doing things inside their apartments. Like, that's that's fucking amazing. But I guess... If it is New York City, does it feel like New York City? Does it feel like you think New York is? Or does it just feel like a bunch of... I, I, I feel it like it's just a bunch like of NPCs Spider-Man's running around New York. New York. Say, say that again? I think it feels like Spider-Man's New York. Yeah. 
Mm. Really? You'd have this in your top 10? I I'd like to, to see it. Mm. I'd like okay. to see it get held on to for a little bit longer. Okay, let's hold on to it then. Okay. Okay, so oh, hold my. on to Spider-Man. Uh, hmm. Minecraft. We can get rid of Minecraft, right? No. That's all dependent on how good the person is at Minecraft, isn't it? No. Are you talking no, the story of Minecraft? Like when you play story mode in Minecraft? I'm not even... Well, I mean, this isn't even about the story. This is yeah. about the world. and uh, It's a create-your-own world. It's like a blank plate, I, I isn't don't, it? I don't think the world is that rich. I'm sorry. I, I think a lot of it is... I, I had a feeling there was going to be... I was going to be the only one on this one anyway. Uh, don't I, get me wrong. I love Minecraft. I added it specifically because it, it. I feel out of a lot of these, it is the true open world. Like, with all of these different games, like if we look at Red Dead Redemption 2, Skyrim, uh, Witcher 3, Arkham City, and that, they actually have, like, true real-world borders that you get to this point, you can't go any farther on the map. The actual size of a Minecraft map, and I had to look this up because I knew that this was going to come up, the default world border is six mil- 60 million blocks width and length. Um, so you won't actually see the end of the world itself. I don't think anybody's actually truly navigated to the end of the world in Minecraft because it is it renders that far away. Um, but every world is unique. I can start up as many worlds as my computer can actually hold and every single one of them will be different. I know of course that what I'm going to run into is I'm still going to encounter a lot of the same. I'm going to encounter the same mobs. I'm going to encounter the same villagers. I'm going to encounter the same um, uh, raids. I'm going to encounter the same ender dragon. I'm going to encounter the same stuff in the nether, but it's all going to be put in different spots and in different ways that changes the complexity of the game as stuff goes on. I'm not, th- there's a chance I could land in one spot like my kid did where he spawned up a new game and he literally ended up in the center or on top of a hill that overlooked four different biomes. One of them with a village, uh, with an actual village in it. The other one with one of these new, uh, like broken nether portals that had all of this nether rack and, and nether wart and that around it to make it look like it was kind of like seeping into the overworld. Um, you know, he spawned right there and found that. And that's something he can share. He can give me the actual seed for that. I can put it in and I can generate the same world and land in the same spot as him. But overall, I can generate something new every single time I load up Minecraft and have a different experience each time. I know, of course, it's going to follow a lot of the similar routines depending on what I want to do, but do I want to go find the Ender Dragon? Sure, I can go do that. Do I want to go to the Nether? Sure, I can do that. Or do I want to take the time to completely dig out and hollow out this entire area because I could? Or do I want to just lay out a whole shit ton of TNT and just blow everything up as much as possible? I can do that as well. There, There's a lot of variety in things that you can do in there it's up to the imagination of the person actually playing to do what they want to in that game. That's what I said so, in the beginning was that it does isn't dependent on the person and how rich how rich you make that world. It's not the actual world it's world built itself. It's and it's not the biggest open world. It's what fills that world. 
I guess the you're not wrong. But I guess a lot of it comes down to like I I don't know. I don't want to argue that part of it. I'm going to just keep that to myself for now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's his own secret weapon, Kyle. <laughs> no, it's it's not a secret weapon. It's just it's I hate to say it, it's a little petty. I'm not gonna do that. Uh I'm just gonna save that for another day. So not you be know, petty. I can argue with No, I don't want to right now. I don't have the patience to be petty. Uh otherwise we'll be here all night. Uh, it can I might go agree with based you. on that criteria. <laughs> no, I think it can go based on that criteria is the fact that it does Okay. Oh, you want me to be petty? Okay, you want me to be petty? You could basically do the same with all of these other games here, too, and their their worlds as well, is that the actual environment, it's up to the player on how they actually play the game. You don't have to interact in, like, Skyrim with everybody or anything there. You could just go run around and just go kill off creatures, kill off people, you know, and just, just go around and do stuff and still be able to level up and earn new powers and new abilities and new weapons that you don't have to complete the story in there. Fallout New Vegas, the exact same thing. You don't have to do that because all of the areas in a manner of speaking are technically unlocked. So you can get to just about anything and just go buck wild. GTA five, exact same way. Uh, Brutal Legend, Apex, all of this, it's all up to the player on how they actually play the game. You want the immersion, like Kyle even made it clear with Spider-Man, that, you know, it's like, you even said it yourself, why would I go walk on the street when I'm Spider-Man? And Kyle's pointing out to you all these different little nuances of things that happen on the street because the developers took all that time to put it in there. It's up to the player to go and figure out how to actually make the most of that open world. I make the most of my open worlds, of course, in Minecraft because... I choose how I want the game to go. You chose that you weren't going to go walk around on the ground as Spider-Man and find a lot of those nuances, even though they are still there. So that there, there's my level of pettiness for you there, Preston, is it's up to the player, no matter what, in any of these games on how they handle the open world. Not the top 10, I think though. My, my counter-argument, though, to that would be uh, Minecraft gives you the tools to make the open world happen that way, whereas in a game like Spider-Man... It, it's happening for you, so you can choose to experience it or not. Where, you know, whereas, you know, if if you choose to experience it, you have to make it happen in Minecraft. I like would also the say there are, for that. I think the top 10 actually, like, one of my top 10 is Dark Souls. Your argument does not hold for Dark Souls. I do not have to engage a certain way to experience that world. That world is rich and flush completely all by itself. And it has nothing to do with me engaging in a certain way. I think the top 10 don't, and that's where, that's where my argument is that you, you're, you're given the tools to make Minecraft rich, but that that's just it. You're given the tools. It's not fully there for you already as a rich place to go to. And you guys have made your point, and I've deleted it off the list. I just figured I wanted to argue with it as much as possible and just carry on with our night. That's what I want, dude. Just fucking, let's, yeah, let's fight the whole fucking thing out, man. I don't know. You're not wrong, though. Like, a lot of my bias, I think, comes from I hate Minecraft. So, I don't know. But if I don't even necessarily hate Minecraft. I like Minecraft. Yeah. You know, it's what, it's me, what you make of the game is really what it is. And I think if, it really like, is. It really I will is. say, I think if Preston, if we got you, like, say, between 
myself, you, and Kyle in that, you know, we got you involved, say, with, like, one of the modded Minecrafts that wasn't just the base game, the one that had a little bit more of the objective side to it, like, say, Sky Factory or Feed the Beast Infinity, something that had, like, the progression path and that to complete things and do things. You might actually enjoy it a little bit more, especially playing with multiple people, versus the base-level Minecraft game. So. Well. I mean, Maybe get, something to consider in the people future. Together, you can make things more fun. Like Smash Brothers yeah. is better with people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just saying. I'm just saying is that I think the base level game might not be much there for you. At least on that part, you might not. You know, they might get bored. I'm just thinking on the the modded side might have a little bit more value, especially even with people in it anyway. But I'm done on Minecraft. I'm done. <laughs> it's gone. It's off the Good, list. We got it off. I just Kyle. love, I just nice love fighting Tag for that game. <laughs> I just love fighting for that game because it's it's just it's a you big should, family man. thing. For now us, I will so. say if it if it were <laughs> you should fight top ten open world games, I, mm-hmm. I would still fight for it a little bit more there. I wouldn't actually put as much of a fight up for it, but as far as what is in the open world, I don't think Minecraft even comes close. But I think there's a lot more that we're looking for in the value of the open world versus just it being an open right. world in general. Okay. So that's, that's understood. That's understood. So let's Agreed. let's carry on here then. Well, that was mine. So you have to do one, Sherm. I do have to do one here. Um, you made a great point, though. I think we should cut Fallout New Vegas and Skyrim now. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> let's get them both out of here. You're right. It's Ooh. how the person engages in that world. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I mm. I don't think I can cut oh this shit! Now. Oh man, don't take away my New Vegas. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, let's see. I still look at Outer Worlds. I know, of course, we want to kind of keep that here to talk about that one a little bit more. Uh, you know what? I, I we kind of did talk about this at least in one way or another. I'm just going to nix Apex Legends. I'll I just, just don't think it's going to make it. I I think that the world is definitely there, but because it requires a lot of the outside influence that's not in the game itself to actually bring you the story to bring you the information to get to know these characters who you're playing against because even the like little in-game quips don't make sense unless you've you know read up on the lore or watched the the videos you know the stuff from the developers the the little animated uh things that come out before the season's officially announced i don't think you're going to get a lot of it there too and so there's there's a lot that goes on in the world but it, it falls in the same way as it has more than PUBG does but it's still falls in line with the way PUBG is. So it's off the list. How about we cut sleeping dogs? I like Whoa, sleeping dogs really? a lot. Yeah. I feel, I feel it versus Yakuza. I think Yakuza definitely has more to it way than more. sleeping dogs does. And sleeping dogs is almost like That's a clone fair. of Yakuza, Yakuza, right? Kind of like it's, no, I think it's more of a GTA clone, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's, it's like, like Yakuza meets if they GTA. had a baby. I would agree. Yeah. Like, if those two series had a baby, I think it would be Yakuza. It's a great game though. And it is the story for it's phenomenal. It is, but the actual open world, it's, it's fine. I think it's kind of boilerplate in a lot of ways. Yeah. Though. Okay. That's a good game though. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite games. Love that fucking game. I don't think brutal legend is all that Ooh. great of an open world. I was wondering, we were going to get to that one. It's, and that's, it's that's stylized. Don't it get me is, wrong, but it's fucking cool. I think a lot of it is because they take the aspect of what heavy metal is and and it's like, okay, what would a a heavy metal fantasy world look like? And you watch some of like the old heavy metal music videos like like Dio's Holy Diver comes to mind and you think about a lot of the fantasy stuff. Well, that I went think into it suffers from the, from the same thing that Mad Max has. There are areas that you go to in the map that have stuff there. 
But then mm-hmm. you go to other areas of the map and there's nothing. I mean, there's an achievement. That's that true. It, it wouldn't be possible if there was more crap on the map. Ah, that, sure, I'm not, know, I'm not ready to get rid of Brutal. Because you're right, you hit the nail on the head. It is so stylized. You're right, like the whole world isn't great. Kind of like Mad Max, you're right. But the areas that are... They hit that high is hit so high and so well. Uh, yeah, fuck. but it doesn't carry across the whole world. Neither the Spider Man. It's not cohesive. Like neither the Spider Man. There's a lot of Spider Man that's just an apartment building. I think a lot of the problem though, when it comes down to say like you know spider-man versus brutal legend is like we talked about before is that like spider-man we've been in new york city for so many different games we've been in new york city for a lot of stuff over the years um i mean it's like how much more can you really change to new york city to make it more vibrant of course they're doing like you've addressed there kyle is there's the little things of course like the um, the Orthodox Jewish community, of course, and where they've actually timed it in the game that if you're playing it on a Sunday, you may not see them as much or they may not be dressed up in their normal attire or anything. Oh, they um, won't be out, period. Exa- exactly. So, of course, you know, they've addressed that to be able to actually meet what actually happens for them. You know, it's just a small sliver yeah. of it. Um, you know, and Brutal Legend is different in that sense that, you know, it's it's a world that's never been seen before anyway. But, of course, it's stylizing the aspect of what rock and heavy metal is into a a a world you know that that nobody had never really thought of before until all these things came together it's like yeah i could see that being a heavy metal world and it brings it to like you said to bring heavy metal to life that is Mm -hmm. so fucking cool especially when you got ozzy in charge man jesus christ that seems so much more impressive to me than spider-man just making the best looking new york city i've seen and then adding a lot of nice details Actually, like, we haven't even gotten to the part yet where we're starting to argue, like, 10, and we're already considering cutting Spider-Man for Brutal Legend. <laughs> I don't think Brutal Legend belongs. Uh, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Maybe it's, maybe it's been too long since I played it. It has been a really long time. I, maybe I'm idealizing I, it, though, too. Yeah, and... But like I said, there, there's literally an achievement that I don't think would be possible if, you know, there was more stuff in the map. And, you know, it, yeah, it's got lots of cameos and it's got lots of really cool things that, you know, make it a really neat world Mm -hmm. that, well, the idea of the world, but I don't think it's necessarily always executed entirely. I agree with you there. It's not the whole, you're right. it's not in beauty throughout the whole And that, that has nothing to do with the, the, the holes in the gameplay. Because there, I, I think there's holes in the gameplay. I love the game. No, absolutely. But, you know. Absolutely. No, you're um, not wrong. There's... But there there are holes in the world that, I don't know. It's not perfect. I could see it skirting in it like a 10 spot, though. I just think its highs are so fucking perfect. Are you going to fight me, Brutal Legend, over, like, Saints Row 3? I don't think Saints Row 3 belongs on there either. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> I, do. So, I, I, would, okay, I would put Brutal Legend over Saints Row 3 for sure. So maybe I think we it's Saints all... Row 3 now just to, just to get it done over with? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I think it's all story in Saints Row 3. I think the actual open world 
again, is pretty boilerplate. It's go to this spot, shoot these people, go do that. It's just it's okay. so funny the shit that they make you do during the story. There's some okay. really cool stuff, though, like getting the ability to get spikes on your tires and just pop everybody's tires. Like, maybe. I don't know. Saints Row hits the... I guess maybe the open world is meant to be absolute chaos in lunacy. And boy, does it imbue that. Man. Like, Okay. There's another one I kind of want to go after. And Preston, you're going to hate me. Hitman. Go for it. It's level-based. Yeah. It is. I think each of those could be their own open world and are glorious for clockwork levels. They're absolutely phenomenal. Like, talk about playing your own way, but I think you're right. I don't have it in me to fight. Okay. Uh, I would cut Subnautica. Whoa, really? I like Subnautica a lot. I just don't think it's top ten. I mean, that's really where it just comes down to it for me. I just don't think it's top 10 open worlds. I don't know. It's it's just so beautiful. And even for being like... It is. Just you, There, there's a lot there. Like, it really makes you feel like you're you're the victim of a crash. That, that loneliness and, you know... There's a beautiful simplicity to that game that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Yeah. But when I look at what I think would be top 10, Subnautica just doesn't fit anymore. But if you want to hold on to it, okay. I just want to see if that was a quick one. Uh, maybe in a bit. Okay. What What else? What else? Uh, just Cause 2. I think it follows the same thing as Saints Whoa, Row 3. I would cut Subnautica before <laughs> Just Cause. <laughs> I think it fits the same thing with Saints Row Three, though, doesn't it? It's just my—it's just an absolute know. chaos. The actual cut... world itself is just an island. Yeah, but they do the chaos better, I think, than Saints they really Row does. do. Like, there's always something to do, whether you're tearing down statues or just causing mayhem to get money. You I know, agree. but I don't think there's a lot of character in that world. Ooh, maybe you're right there, though. Like it, 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 the explosions look great. It is absolute mayhem. It is Rambo with a grappling hook. He is just fucking shit up. It's fantastic, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel like I've been trans. I don't even remember the name of the place. What's it called? Is it Panau? In yes, yeah. is it Panau? I, I don't even, I don't know anything about it. I never played the first Just Cause. I only played Just Cause 2 because of a YouTuber that I watched at that point in time. Actually, I still watch him now. And he was playing it, and he had such an awesome time with it. And I was like, I'm going to pick it up. So I found it on a Steam sale, one of their their you know seasonal ones, and grabbed it and played it and beat it. And it was – I couldn't argue I for a better say, game. Though, but I, there, I very rarely feel any need to go and do any part of the story in that game. I'm with you. And I have no idea what the story is because even completing the story, the only reason I completed the story is so I could get a little bit more experience so I could get more abilities to like fuck shit up with. Yeah. It's, I think it's all gameplay though. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and cut it. Okay. So I think you're right. I love just cause two as well, buddy, dude. Like, I fucking yeah. love those games. I almost put four on here, but I'm like, 
it's ah. So just to make sure, we're, are we just getting rid of Just Cause 2? Because the way the argument sounded is that Kyle was fighting for Just Cause 2 over no, Subnautica. No, I changed, I changed my mind. I still want to fight for Subnautica because <laughs> there is something there that I I will All fight right. for. All right. I just wanted to ask because the way you had countered on that one, you know, I just wanted to make sure. So, okay. You're no right, worries sir, then. You did do that. <laughs> I was just, I gotta ask, okay? Technicalities here, dude. Uh, okay, so let's see here. We should cut God of War. Is this the PS4 one? Yeah. Had to be fucking, God, I got people shooting fireworks off outside my house. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, You you have to, the main, there was a main open world area, and then you go to, like, uh, use the Bifrost Gate to go to other areas that are also open world, but it's kind of like what Borderlands is. Uh, I think we should cut it on a technicality. Okay, so the open, so it has the open worldness, but the areas are are you've got a hub world contained. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. That's, Otherwise, I, I would, I fair. might fight for it, but I think we have to cut it on technicality. No, I think that's a good. I think that's a fair argument that we actually have that. Oops, that's a gorgeous fucking there. world, though. Like, and yeah, every area is handcrafted and made for a specific thing and idea. Like, ah. I would have a hard time cutting that if it was actually open world. Okay. Uh, now, what about Dead Rising 2? I remember I, I didn't play <sighs> Dead Rising 2. I played the original. And all I remember, of course, is that you had small chunks of the mall to go into. And you're basically just – you actually had to load into those next chunks of the mall to do other things. Like it wasn't specifically open world. It was you actually had to open up a door to get to another part of the area. So That was Dead Rising Dead 1. Rising Dead Rising 2. 2 is open world though. It is true. Okay, okay. I just needed that clarification. So, okay. yeah, but that one's a that one's a casino. Um, and maybe that ah uh, fuck. Because open world itself, I mean, like, okay, so if it's like in a casino, exactly how far do you go in Dead Rising Two? Actually, like in regards to an actual world, like let's, I I want to look at maybe something smaller here that you know doesn't necessarily have like this big map um, that we still have on our list. Uh, but maybe compare it to say, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe compare it to South Park Stick of Truth. You know, does it actually limit you to just being inside of that casino and going like floor to floor or area to area within the casino compared to South Park Stick of Truth, which is like the entire city of South Park? Opened uh, it's up? more like it limits you to like the strip in Vegas kind of thing. You can go from casino to casino, you can go from area to area. Mm. I don't know, man. Okay. But that's what I was just wondering because, like, I'm looking at some other stuff too. And we, I, like I mentioned in the criteria, excuse me, at the beginning of this, is that, you know, we weren't going to, of course, discount anything where, you know, you're in the actual open world interacting with things. You're, you're gleaning from the story. There's a lot of immersiveness going on. And we were, of course, not going to discount against going into buildings and, and that anyway. But it seems like with Dead Rising 2, of course, there, there's, that's basically the entire premise of it. It doesn't feel like it's really opened up enough to be really considered an open world, or do you have to like load into every one of these buildings and areas in there that you go into? No, you don't have to load into every building. Um, if there is a knock against it, it's the thing where it's more gameplay than it is the character in the world. Okay. Oh, but fuck, it's still, I feel like I'm in a fucking Vegas casino. You go to fight a clown on a fucking roller coaster. That's awesome. <laughs> With two chainsaws. That's, it's, ah. I remember seeing that video. Oh, yeah. man. 
Kyle, am okay. I alone on Dead Rising? Wait, or... there's a clown with two chainsaws on a roller coaster in Dead Rising 2 as well? Maybe that was one. There's, I, know there's, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's in one. I thought he was, I thought I didn't think he was in a roller coaster in one. I thought he was just just chasing you down and you were just fighting against him there. I thought, I don't remember a roller coaster. Well, it was at the roller coaster. Uh I think he. I think he was on the roller coaster. I don't think he fights you on the roller coaster. Well, we got to cut it. I don't even know which Dead Rising I'm talking about. Uh. <laughs> well, there you go. No, it's probably it's more. It, it probably falls along the lines more of like the Just Cause and the Saints Row. It's the, it's the gameplay of the. I had a lot of fucking fun with Dead Rising though. Yeah, if you guys don't okay. think it is, I'm not gonna fight hard for that one. It would have been lower on my list, if it did make it. All right, so Dead Rising 2 going uh, bye-bye? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, I I just figured I'd ask on that one. Kyle, pick one. Ooh. Damn it. Who do I want to go after now? And make the right decision. And make the right decision. Death Stranding. It's a pretty cool world they build. As much as I rag on that game. I... I will say, I think the story for the world is cool, but, I mean, it's a lot of, like, walking around the same, like, rocky terrain, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it all kind of looks like Ireland. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. I also haven't finished it, so I can't say that it, again, sticks to landing I, I throughout the whole I world. Think, I think... Death Stranding is more about building the world. Yeah. That that's so like maybe literally like the premise. Like yeah. L- l- that's literally the premise of the game is, you know, bringing people together, building the world up again. Yeah, go ahead. No. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to make that same argument there Kyle is that it's like you lay out the bridges where you want to, you build the paths the way you want to go. Not not everything's going to be the exact same. So yeah, fall, it, there is right. a story to it and there are objectives to meet. But Yeah. In the open world, you have to make it for yourself. So, okay, no worries. Okay. Oh, fuck. This is getting hard now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is it my turn to go after one? Yeah. Mm, Fuck. All of them, man. Get them all. They're shit. (laughs) That's a tough one now. Yeah, fuck. It's always the worst part of recording is trying to figure out exactly which one's the next one to really get rid of. Is it so bad to look at Brutal Legend now, Preston? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be okay with losing Brutal Legend compared to some of these other ones. Really? Over Spider? Okay, fine. I, I will. Sound, I will. I think Brutal fully... Legend's a better open world than Spider-Man or Subnautica, though. I would just. I would like to say though that I love that when we got to that point to talk about Brutal Legend anyway in the first place, that we were pitting it against Spider-Man for the <laughs> PS4. Literally a game that separated over a decade. <laughs> I still know, put it, it up. Nah, uh, okay. Yeah. I need to play Brutal Legend again. That game is so cool. It is. That's a fucking great game. Yeah. Well, and it's great because Brutal Legend is, you know, it, it's set in a comic book world about heavy metal, whereas Spider-Man is a comic book movie uh, in the real world. 
God, it's so much more original than Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it really is. It is original. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see here. I don't feel good about what we just did. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> you'll be all right. I don't know, it's man. Okay. I might not. Uh, yeah, you'll be okay. I mean, worst case, you know, we did this last week. We could always, you know, accidentally delete some off of here and then have to re-add it back in. Yeah, I remember Brutal Legend. We're at 18 right now still. Jesus yeah, I know we Christ. are. Jesus fucking Christ. God, I can't cut any of them. Yeah, I can't either. Like, I, I, I guess I could make an argument maybe, like, to do a, like, Witcher 3 versus Skyrim. Because Witcher 3 is much talk- better. I agree. I, I would say... It's hands down better. Yeah, I mean, your biggest argument, of course, for Skyrim anyway, was the way the actual sky looked. But well, I, I think, think that- it's so pretty. Well, that, yeah, that was think... my argument over Elder Scrolls Online, because <laughs> I didn't know if they had I, I, that. <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, of course, you know, it's like that was your one argument part there, though, too. And there's nothing against Skyrim necessarily. I think Witcher's open world and environment definitely uh, lends credence to it, I think, being that much better than Skyrim's. So I don't know if I would cut Skyrim off the list, though, man. Like, if we think about what Skyrim is, because... People aren't applauding the gameplay. They're not saying that's what's about it. It's the world. That's why mm-hmm. it's so popular is the world they built. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it's the fact that in Skyrim, you know, <clears throat> you can you could look at a mountain across the map and not only is it just, you know, a place you can point to, but you can go to it and then you can go inside it most often. Yeah, I don't know if I can cut Skyrim. Like, I agree, Witcher Wild Hunt is much better, but I don't know. If I'm just, I can I'm cut just kind of looking at them in regards to the actual like, like what the games are and what they, you know, kind of like, um, you know, are there similarities between, of course, the stories though too, and and the uh, the environments, which is why it's like, okay, I, I figured that bring up that comparison, but you know, maybe both of them could end up on the top ten list. So that's not a problem. Then you know. Because I see Outer Worlds, Fallout New Vegas, and Skyrim all as kind of – if we're going to pit ones against each other, it should be those three. Okay. No, that's that's fine because Skyrim and New Vegas come from the same company and Outer, and Outer Worlds, Worlds is, is basically, basically made the same as, too. Yeah, it's made as like a, a spiritual copy, I guess, yeah. of, of what they did. So and the I would say compare – yeah. yeah, and if you if we want to talk about that as a comparison between Skyrim, New Vegas, and Outer Worlds, I would actually cut Outer Worlds compared to – New Vegas and Skyrim. I, most of it might just be for at least New Vegas because that game, that game really holds a special place with me. That's like one of those really long story, choose your own adventure type games that I put a lot of time and effort into actually playing, and it's it's one I truly enjoy. And I feel like I was immersed in it, especially like l- let's think about this for New Vegas. Um, and you can think about this even for like Fallout Three. Is did when you guys were playing these games, did you ever? turn on the radio and actually listen to the radio stations in those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do you remember just like, you didn't have to be in combat on anything. Like, do you remember going from, if you didn't use the fast travel, going from town to town or place to place to go talk to different NPCs or to complete different missions, or just listen to that radio and just how immersed you feel in the time period and the, the, the area that you're in. Yes. That I That's did. why that one really holds it for me. Compared to, you know, but that's like... with any of the new modern Fallout games, I think, personally. And actually, you know, Fallout Ve- New Vegas and, uh, what was it, Outer Worlds were actually developed by the same people, and they were the original developers of Fallout. 
Yeah, it's Obsidian on both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel that there's more of it, though, about, like, New Vegas that really just feels like, and even going back to 3, that really just pulls me into that world and really, like, like brings me in, of course. You know, Skyrim has that, of course, but you can't, of course, change the music. It's based on the environment you're in. Are you in a town? Are you in a building? Are you in an open world? Are you in a cave? You know, it, it, there's that part of it. But there was just something about it with New Vegas that really immersed me in with with that music there like i actually have a playlist on spotify of all of that music that you could listen to on the radio stations and it's just it's it's enjoyable to listen to and think back to those times of just playing the game kyle so you know and i know you guys quipped of course about it i don't know i think you're, you're a little blinded by by your love of the game well yeah because really and truly i mean outer worlds is just that with improvements I disagree. I, yeah, I, th- I, I think I think New Vegas is a better world built than you think Outer so? Worlds. Also, Outer Worlds is loading into different worlds. Yeah, yeah, you do have a point there. Because mm-hmm. you do have that. It's um, not it's, in a sense like Hub World. Once you get it unlocked after you get off the, it's more like a first... Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, the only places that you actually have that, like in New Vegas, as an example, is going into say um, the actual New Vegas Strip itself. Is you do have to um, like load into there going through the gate, um, but I think that's about it. Kyle, yeah, I think we I think can the go dream ahead is dead. Outer Worlds. I think the dream is dead. I think we carried yeah. those dumbass characters as long as we could, but they gotta yeah, go we now. Did. <laughs> we did it as long as we could. Damn you. <laughs> the dream is dead. Fuck. And actually, I think I think I'm Travis is right. If you were to go with the two um, of the Bethesda published games, uh, it would be New Vegas or at least of the two major ones. You know? I won't fight you if you want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. So go ahead and cut Skyrim. That's a tough fucking cut. It is. I actually really did like Skyrim. That was like I remember like I didn't play any of the other Elder Scrolls games beforehand because it was something I I will fully admit I was kind of oblivious to. And it wasn't till like I met Joel and then met the rest of you guys. And, you know, there's a lot of that talk and there was all the hype that built up for Skyrim coming out that it finally made me think is like, huh, maybe this is actually something I can get into. And Joel actually ended up getting it for me as like a, a birthday gift, I think, or something, you know, just after it had come out too. So that, that yeah. definitely holds a place in my heart as well. But I think New Vegas really trumps a lot of that for me. That's the only Elder Scrolls game I've ever beaten because I found all the other ones too boring. So that meant something to me, but I... Well, you know, there is a next-gen console coming out, so you'll probably get another chance. <laughs> to play it again. <laughs> yeah. I will see I will see to your passion for New Vegas, Sherm. You're I would Yay. consider you more of an expert on that shit, so yeah. Okay. Well, let's see here. Can I pitch one? I just don't think it's gonna make top ten. No sure. man's guy. It's I think it it's almost like Minecraft. It's the biggest world we have left, but Kyle even said earlier. Some of them feel pretty generic. Some of them feel very samey. Yeah. I just don't think it's top 10. That, and I think it's another one that becomes victim of the fact that it's too big. Yeah. Like, how could you possibly imbue character in every inch of that world? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be okay with cutting that one. 
Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, that one's a good one to go that, to. suffers from that fatal balance. Yeah. What are we at? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Fuck. All right. So what are we uh, – do we want to start highlighting off ones that we consider to be, you know, ones that we're really going to keep now? Yes, we should. Okay. Let's, let's do some unanimouses. Let's see if we can't cut, figure out where well, we're at. Well, I think Red Dead has to stay. I agree. Okay. Dark Souls is my next one. Dark Souls has to stay for me as well. I can agree. I've played. I th- I haven't played like a lot of it, but I can I can agree with that one though. Uh, I have Yakuza as a must, but I don't know about you guys. I think there's debate for that one. We haven't okay. really talked about it yet. Uh, yeah, I, well, let, let's do some more on there. I also had Wild Hunt as a must. I yeah have it as well. Okay. Um, Horizon's my next one. Uh, I have debate on Horizon. Ooh, okay. Uh, Breath of the Wild I have as a must. Yeah, same here. Okay. And then New Vegas. I mean, I could I could technically go either way depending on how things actually go here. No, I think it needs to go now. I I think we need to put it in. I think we've had that discussion. I think it's made it. Okay. Uh, Now, because we put Red Dead Redemption 2 on here, of course, now we kind of get back into GTA 5 and that as well. And we've had separate debates between these two games, like, many many different podcasts now so maybe this one's up for debate again too or maybe it holds different than red dead i think it is different but i also think it's up for debate okay uh okay world of warcraft then guys i'm gonna have to i hate world of warcraft so i'm really leaving that up to you guys if you think that has to be on here or not i I just there's loading between areas though there's only loading between continents, and this was actually a discussion I brought up as like considering to put it on the list or not in the first place, is that you do actually have continents that you go to, but you can walk from one end of a continent to the other without a loading screen. So it's not it's not like small parceled off areas like, oh, I'm within this town. And as soon as I walk out the gate of this town, boom, now I'm now I have to load into this new area. No, it's just all one big continuous area. You only have to load into. Honestly, I think I'm ready to have this discussion right now. I think it's okay to cut it. Just on the merit that the um, because you have to jump to those different continents and you do have to load in. No, it's it's just the fact that. Really, in an isometric world, how much is there that you can really interact with? You think it's too big, maybe? Well, not not necessarily that... I wouldn't say too big. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily too big. Um, or is it like that brutal legend where it's from spot to spot, like the... Like your main places, those have I a feel lot like of character, the, but in maybe between, it's just me. I, I feel like the open world doesn't really matter in that. It's it's more of a set piece. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it to you guys. Like, I think based on the fact that I feel like it's an open world, or the open world is more of a set piece. It's it's not really, you know, it, I don't feel it's super immersive. I, I I know there are other people that would, you know, go toe to toe with me on that, but. If Dan was and here, I'm, I think I'm, he would. Yeah, I think he would too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't invested enough into World of Warcraft like Dan has, or some of the other See, people I think that that's we know. The, um, one of the problems we're running into here is yeah. Well, then that, let's cut that it. Person with it's the not ours. In it. This is okay. our list. If none of us would fight for it, then cut it off. 
Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and delete it now then. Okay, uh, Spider-Man, it sounds like really we've gone back and forth on that one a lot, but it sounds like the consensus is that it probably could stay. I think it could go. Okay. Compared to these? Uh, I need to see what happens. Stalker. I don't know about Stalker. I, I, I did not play Stalker. I know I of could it. See I've seen some there. stuff. I'll leave it to you two. I think one of the cool things about, like, don't get me wrong, Stalker has a drab world, but that that's part of the... That's part of what it's supposed to be. Like Vegas, New Vegas. It's a drab world. Yeah. Um, but there's also the effect that, you know, you have these random anomalies. Um, certain characters, you know, will treat you certain ways depending on how you've completed the missions. You know, it, just like your general thing. But there are times that um, that'll actually be affected by times you get into skirmishes and you don't even know you're, you're stirring shit up. I don't know. There, there's, there's so much to talk about in that game too. There, there's the anomalies that I've talked about uh, before that are really cool. To me, it's like you'll go to an area in that game, and it's like, what the fuck happened here? And that's what yeah, that whole well, world is. Mm-hmm. One, one of the cool things is you can go literally to the ending area of the game if you're willing to fight your way there, but you won't be able to necessarily enter it unless you've killed the right guy and stolen his gear. I'd almost be okay with Stalker on the list. I I would put Stalker on before Spider-Man or Subnautica. Oh, really? But I'm not the only one here, so. Well, that's why I'm even like Stalker to you two. Is just because it's like you two have really played it, and the most I've done is just done some research into it I've, for I've other barely, podcasts. I've barely touched it. Like Kyle's the authority for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, then, Kyle? Really, like co- compared to some of these other ones, at least that we've highlighted thus far, do you think it has a chance, or should we just consider it not even worth it? Um, I think it has a chance at this point. Okay. Oh, we uh we skipped over Batman. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think I'm really I think I'm ready to have the Subnautica conversation though. Um, there is one one thing that I dislike about Subnautica that would put it really low in the the open world category is the fact that there are time there's a lot of times actually where you have to dive way deep and you wind up in like caves that are really really tight. And in that sense, it's not really an open world. It, it's more of, you know, a linear maze that you're you're just trying to get out of, but you got yourself into and make it out in time with your oxygen. I, I mean, it's not even that for Subnautica for me. I just don't think it stacks. Well, doesn't Subnautica have the same values like looking at like Ark or Minecraft that too that it exactly. actually has? It's a lot of like the actual like you need to you need to actually go out and get you need to do the the searching for yourself yeah, to actually build there is things that up aspect and too. yeah you have to build tools yeah. and things to do it so that okay exactly. so then basically it almost nullifies itself because it meets the same level of that that survival crafting genre that Minecraft started and that a lot of other games have really cloned well and i guess you know 
removing the fact that there really isn't any land masses, um, you are moving you're you are removing out like a whole like section of gameplay in a way that you would have in, you know, like Skyrim or like Fallout. You know, because, you know, you would have caves and buildings and stuff to visit. Whereas with Subnautica, you're still visiting caves. But like I said, you you get into a really tight area and that's all there is, you know, just a really tight area. And then you have to come back out and that that's it. Okay. yeah, I'm not discounting Subnautica for it because it has its charm. But we cut Minecraft, though, because it requires, you know, it's like here is what you can do. It's up to you to go do it. So I think it's time to say goodbye to Subnautica. I agree. Yeah, these ones are just yep. these other ones are just yep. so damn good. Okay, I am I am getting rid of it then. Okay, all right. So okay, let's let's yeah, circling back to Batman. Yeah, I, like I don't Batman. have any problem with it. I think Batman actually has some value to it. I mean, you know, compared to no, actually, oh, now I'm having some. Having a, a different lot, turn here on this one. A lot of it hits the same thing as like South Park did. There's a lot of Easter egg and fan service they throw into Arkham City that but adds I think there's detail a lot. to each block. No, that, yeah, it's such a rich world. It is. Yeah, but like, I think there's a lot more about Batman that people know versus like, you know, South Park as an example is that Batman appeals to a whole range of people and South Park really has, I'm, I'm not going to say it has its niche per se, but it's it's got a certain level of people, you know, that actually look at that. Batman, just about everybody knows. You come across something in Batman, even if you don't read the comics and maybe you've watched, you know, just the movies, it's like, I got that. I get that. I understand that. And I think it has a lot of that in it. Like, I w- the reason I didn't put like Arkham Knight on here because a lot of Arkham Knight, I don't know where I'm at when I'm at street level, like or something like that. I I kind of like I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what corner this is. I was like, this looks like any other block in Arkham City. I don't think that. I know exactly where I'm at. I'm like, oh, this is right next to Penguin's ha- hideout, or this is right off of the Ace Chemicals building. I think mm-hmm. I got Arkham that Mud- too. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think that's why I thought Arkham City had to be here, but. I was originally going to kind of like argue against it a little bit, though, but I think the biggest difference that it has compared to, say, something like Spider-Man as an example is that while they're both superhero video games, but they're both, of course, from the different sides of the superhero universes, DC versus Marvel, I think because Arkham City packs stuff into kind of like a smaller area, Mm -hmm. I I think that lends to it a little bit more than, say, Spider-Man does because New York City, they've opened it up so much for you to explore and so many things that I think Arkham City packs it in just the right way that it's open world but doesn't give you so much open world that it feels like it's it's a hindrance to doing anything else in there you know everything is timed right especially because if i'm remembering right it's been a long time since i've played an arkham game there are some of those time challenges where it's like you have to get you know as part of some of the story stuff you have to get from one side of the map to the other or some area within a certain amount of time to complete this mission right yeah I mean that's not Spider-Man's fault though. I mean he's much faster and that's very that's very and... true. That's very true, but I think the way that Arkham City's open world is laid out versus Spider-Man though is that it doesn't feel like Arkham City is as much of a hindrance though no, compared it's... to say like Spider-Man's is. I I don't see Spider-Man's as a hindrance either though to be honest. I I just think Batman's Fair is enough. more fully developed. Okay. It feels like an area of Gotham really it does. But I that's don't know. That's true. I think Arkham City should stay.
Kyle, what do you think? I am down with that. I think Arkham City should stay. Bold that shit. All right, so that gives us six on our list thus far. We got four more to add. Hmm. Mm. Talk to me about Yakuza. Man, I'm surprised you wouldn't. I really thought you were just going to be with me from hands down on this one, guy. It's supposed to be like the spiritual successor of Shenmue. Right. It is, but but better. Way, way better. And more. I mean, I didn't. I didn't play a lot of Shenmue, so I don't know how how absurd Shenmue is. But Yakuza is take all the boring parts of Yakuza. And then make that the majority of the game. I don't want that. Yakuza is just absolute lunacy and just awesomeness spread throughout that whole fucking world. God damn, man. Like, you fight a fucking guy who throws tigers at you in a sewer. Like, god damn it. (laughs) Hold the fuck up. What? Like, it's... So, think of it as... So I guess we've all played Sleeping Dogs, right? So we all know what Sleeping Dogs, like, what that red light district kind of feel. But Yakuza takes it to such an extreme, and because you're on foot the whole time, it's a lot like Arkham City is, where every corner is crafted with character. It feels like you're on a block. Like, this is your block. This is your neighborhood, and you know the people there versus it being a city like he knows everybody's names he's solving their problems of like that my girlfriend broke up with me so i'll you know i'll deliver chocolate to her to make her feel better like it <laughs> the whole world just feels so rich and full of character and that's not even like talking about like all the mini games and side system shit where you have to like build your own whorehouse basically and that stuff's really fun too ah oh, god you have to manage your own bar it's the whole world is just so fucking cool. The gameplay sucks. <laughs> that part's not great, but but it's not about the gameplay. It's not that, and that's it's kind of like the same argument I had with South Park, where it's like it's it is the world that is what is attracting people to Yakuza games. Like I get it now, but I don't think all the Yakuza games do this. Um, I've only played three, but I did not care for the other two that I played. This one was just so fucking crazy and rich fuck i don't know i really thought kyle was just gonna be with me on this one i didn't think i was gonna have to argue yakuza like the three mob guys that you do one guy wears a turtleneck throughout the whole fucking game he's so cool the mob boss was god damn he's just wearing his turtleneck at all times doesn't matter what we're doing he beats up if real you estate think turtlenecks are cool we need to have another conversation another i think time. i think on a yakuza boss it's cool because it's like metal gear it's like this is fucking nuts it's so crazy and that like if you took all the crazy parts of metal gear and put them into a one block radius or a couple block radius in a Japanese crime fighting game. That's what Yakuza's world is. <laughs> oh man. God damn. I really think Yakuza should be here. I can go either way with it. I'm going to leave it to you guys though on, on the final say, like as far as like a crime game, like between that, if you were to do that between that and GTA, Mm-hmm. Yakuza has so much more personality throughout the world. GTA, I think it falls into the same problem as Spider-Man where it, the world is too big to have enough character like on every block. But I don't know. God damn it. Are we really thinking about cutting Yakuza? 
No, I just oh. I wanted more information here. God, I really thought you had played it, Kyle. <laughs> See, I feel like just off of that explanation, the fact that there's so much more to do, I don't know. Like you can go play karaoke if you want, or you can go get you can go get lap dances if you want. But it feels like it's in your neighborhood instead of having to drive all the way across town to do that. This, I just turned this the has nothing to do with Yakuza, um, but hmm. all the Grand Theft Auto games for the last like three of them feel the same to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just burned out on the formula, but maybe I don't know. I, I, I feel like Grand Theft Auto could be cut. Because that, we already have Red Dead. That's why and, I wanted to bring that up was because it's like you had Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out before GTA 5. And then GTA 5 has been out, you know, for so long anyway, too. And is now basically getting its third refresh this year. Um, that's why I wanted to bring that up even as a discussion point. I think the open world is immersive. and actually means the same thing as Yakuza uh, 0 is that you can, um, you can go to the strip clubs, which is a a pretty normal thing for a GTA game. Um, you can go play pool. You can go play darts. Yes, but uh, could you go next door and go play in the arcade and play air hockey in Grand Theft Auto? No, you can't in Yakuza and then turn the corner and then go fucking play karaoke. And then on the way home, you can go beat up some of your bitches and go deliver candy for some girl. But I guess a lot and of it apparently you like, have to build up a whorehouse and a bar at the same time. You do. But I guess and the big thing though is that like with Yakuza, taekwondo from taekwondo from some guy, some bum living on the street who says, "If you give me money, I'll teach you all the greatest martial arts in the world." And for some reason, you do it. Like it's just so crazy. I guess the I guess the difference I'll put in there is that Yakuza Zero, since of course it's based in Japan versus GTA Five, which is based on the region of, uh, you know, Los Angeles and kind of the the area outside of that. There's differences in the cultures, though, too. So Yakuza 0, of course, is going to have a lot of that compacted in because that's how Japanese cities are. GTA 5 is going to be spread out like that because that's how that area is. Like, that's how that area, you know, to to a point, obviously, of course, it's not to scale. It doesn't have everything with it. I'm just saying, though, that that's why, of course, everything is a little bit more densely packed. So it's kind of tough to make that kind of comparison on the open worlds between those two just because... It's like you can't do the same things, and even yeah. though you have to drive down the road to go to the strip club or drive down the road to they go are play, completely different go kinds play of darts. Games. Yeah. If you're putting me in a corner and you're telling me that GTA or Yakuza has to go, GTA has to go. I'm okay with that. Like I said, all Grand Theft Auto games to me all feel the same anymore. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. Like I'm. I think Vice City feels different from Liberty City and Vice and from San Andreas, but the worlds, yeah. I guess, all feel the same though. And no, at the Do same you, time, yeah, like, I don't I was know. like it's palm trees versus light posts. Do you think part of it is more so that GTA Five is basically revisiting Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but nixing the San Francisco and Las Vegas look alike? No, you, you know, it, I'm kind of it with Kyle. Santos all the same. I am. And maybe I'm tired on the formula. Like, I was just... God, there's so much to do in a GTA game, though. That's very... That's that's gameplay related. That's not world related. The worlds are rich and everything. Yeah, like, if you look at, like, say, GTA Online as an example, which has definitely become much bigger than just playing the base game anyway, if you're playing that solo, it could be fun to a point, but I think you actually get more enjoyment of it with with friends anyway playing that. So I, you know... 
I would fight for a GTA 5 here, but I think I'm with you guys on this one, though. I'm going to go ahead and say we should nix it. Okay, go ahead. I'm not going to put This up. is one wacky list. It really yeah, is. God. A lot of people are this a lot of people are going to be listening to us and be like, place. "Hey, cool, they got Yeah, they're going to be listening to us, you know, at the beginning and like, "Hey, cool. Okay, yeah, I could agree with GTA 5. They're going to get to the uh they're going to get here to the hour 45 minute mark or wherever we're at right now and be like, "What in the fuck is wrong with these guys?" We got to get rid of two. <laughs> yeah, we do. Just I say maybe I say maybe cut stalker. What would it, what would be your I would two? say I would say South Park South Park and Stalker. I would say Spider Man and Assassin's Creed. Oh well, fuck this. We're gonna be here another like two hours arguing this, huh? Mm. I just don't get Spider Man, man. Like that's a nice little thing. But you have to go looking to find that shit. Like you had That is true. You had to go walking on the streets, which you would never want to do as Spider-Man. That's so weird that you did that. Wasn't the biggest praise out of this Spider-Man game anyway is that the actual web slinging and going between buildings using yeah, your web kind of going back so to how good. Spider-Man 2 was, you know, way way back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it looks so fucking gorgeous, but I just don't think... Well, and I, I, I did a lot of things, too, to go out of my way to, like, fast travel to try and see all the fast travel animations yeah. and stuff. Um, God, there is a lot of character in it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I guess you could cut it, because there's a lot that you're, in, you're, you're not going to experience unless you're really, really searching for it, because mo- most of the game... You're you're trying to be Spider Man, so you're wanting to swing around. You're wanting to be fast. If yeah. you're down low, you're not going to be down low for too long. You're going to kick some ass, and then you're going to be up on the building tops again. I just don't think the world is that. I think the fucking web slinging is amazing. It feels so good. Hmm. Yeah, no game has ever caught what it feels like to be Spider Man so well. Down to one. So we got one more game we need to cut, and then we've got everything left. So I am still leaning towards Stalker. Really? I'm leaning towards South Park. I'm leaning towards Assassin's Creed. (laughs) I hate you guys. I don't know. I I really like Assassin's Creed and, and the premise, of course, that it really changed things up to have you sailing the open ocean. You're right. I changed my mind. Uh, yeah, so I really like. I think <laughs> that right, one yeah. should really be here. You're right. I'm not. Yeah, you're. It captured being a pirate. You're right. God damn it. And I think every other subsequent Assassin's Creed game has really learned from the from the past ones. So it's like, what can we do better? What can we do to keep the community engaged as they play this newest game? And I think Assassin's Creed Black Flag had to exist at that point because you were doing a lot of the same things, even if the um, environment change in the previous Assassin's Creed, but now it's like, now you have to command a ship and now you have to go around and actually move from place to place here. And it just offered a newer layer of immersion in the open world that the others didn't have, you know? And so I feel that that's why it needs to be here. So, and I, I, I don't know if I've been sold Kyle. enough on Stalker. Why would you What's put that? South Park over Stalker? Is it because you just don't like South Park? No, I just I I don't feel like you can have the level of immersion in in the world. 
you don't bu- you don't buy that you can in any of the other games on this list. I feel like that's all it is. Is immersion in that world? That's that's why I had it as game of the year my year that year it came out twenty thirteen or whatever it was. It was just so incredible how they built up the town of South Park. And you'd want to explore every nook and cranny of it to get another thing that was fan service. I agree, but it was literally in every corner of the game. I really don't think I can lose South Park. I don't know. I, I feel like it was a game of just fan service. It is, but wouldn't it have to be? You're recreating a licensed thing. Isn't that what a lot of Arkham City is? And we're praising Arkham City for it. I think South Park does the exact same thing. But I wonder if Arkham City can I don't be know. argued I feel more like... because Batman has a wider reach than South Park does. But that, You're that... going to think I'm crazy, but I, I feel like South Park would have more of a, a level of uh, open world immersion if it had the 64 gameplay where you were like first person that that would be immersive you know to me i don't think so because the way it's laid out it feels like you're in the show it literally looks like an episode of south park that's how impressive everything's done i don't know I, I feel like maybe it could be you're watching the show, but uh, well, I mean, isn't that what I, we're? I don't know. Like you're, it's immersed you in the idea. Like it's like I'm watching an episode of South Park. That's how well this world is built. Maybe I don't know. I I look at the other ones on the list though, and I I just don't feel like. Could it really have some of the subtle nuances that these other games have? It does. It does. Like, you find Chin Pokemon cards everywhere in the game. Like, there's just subtle little shit like that. Man Bear Pig isn't even a fight that you have to do. You have to go seek out Man Bear Pig. Yeah, that, that, like, that's subtle. That's great if you're like a super fan or whatever. But. I I don't I, I'm not, I don't even like Man Bear Pig. Like I actually think that's a bad South Park moment. It's not one of my favorites. But I I found him and did that quest line because I was searching every inch of the open world trying to find everything I could because it was so well done. I actually stumbled upon Man Bear Pig by accident. And I think that really speaks to how well they built this world and how much the player wants to interact with it and learn everything they can about this world. Mm, fuck. I can... And you think it deserves it over which one? Assassin's Creed? I'm coming back. It's either Assassin's Creed or Horizon for me is the one that comes off. Wow. Over Horizon? I know. That's what I was saying, Stalker. I know. Because I think Stalker doesn't hold up the same way to Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, Horizon, South Park, or Yakuza. That's why I think it just needs to go. 
Oh. Yeah, I th- I think I probably with tra- Travis on that one. Yeah. All right, fine. As much as I as much as I hate to see it go. Look at how far it made. I it, wanted it to I wanted 11. you to have stalker, Kyle. That's why I'm going after other ones of mine. <laughs> I wanted you to have it. I, I I just I don't feel like South Park belonged on the list. <laughs> oh, it then really... put it. it uh, th- then you can sort it out, of course, because we're gonna take a break, and uh, we're gonna come back and figure these. We're gonna have fights uh, over this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. our so our ten list, of course, includes Red Dead Redemption Two, Yakuza Zero, South Park: Sick of Truth, Dark Souls, Batman: Arkham City. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Fallout New Vegas. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back to sort out a 1 through 10 order. Fuck yeah. And we are back. So on this list of top 10 open worlds in gaming, we have Red Dead Redemption 2, Yakuza 0, South Park Stick of Truth, Dark Souls, uh, Batman Arkham City, Witcher 3, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Fallout New Vegas to figure out in a 1 through 10 order. So, oh, God. You want to hear the numbers, Sherm? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, so uh, kind of following our new format here, uh, to kind of re-explain to our audience what, of course, is going on now is in the break we we self-list out our one through ten of what we have here, and then this kind of goes back to the way we used to do it back in the day was uh, kind of like a point system that uh, set up what the list would actually be, comparing everybody's together. If you listen to some of our earlier episodes when we first introduced the topic, this is what we did. So, all right, Preston. Um, now that you've taken all of our lists, you've combined them together and figured out point values and such. Uh, let's give our 10 off there, and then we can start kind of figuring out if we need to place anything different. All right. At number 10, we have Fallout New Vegas. Okay. What do we think? I think that's fine. Yeah? You want me to list them all off and then see where you miss, or do you want to do them one by one? List, let's go one by one here, and we'll start talking about it a bit. Okay. Uh, I had Fallout, <coughs> excuse me, I had Fallout pretty low, number eight spot on mine, so I'm okay with it being a number 10. Uh, I think it's a little better than some of the ones we have, but I'm not going to fight over it if you I, guys think I, it's As better. much as I did fight for it, I actually did put it at 10. I think compared to some of the others here, I think Fallout New Vegas has its merits as an open world game, and I think Fallout 3 really set the path for what Ve- New Vegas ended up actually becoming. Um so I'm glad it did make the list. I just think compared to some of these, the open world part of it just didn't really hit compared to some of the others. So that's why it's a little farther down, for, or at least it's at the very end for me. I guess it's a little more bland looking than some of these other ones. It's not nearly as vibrant, I would say. It, fits the, it fits the narrative of being post-apocalyptic in the, in the Mojave Desert. Yeah. So it, it, fits the, it fits the tone of it, but I can agree that yellow can definitely mess with your eyes as you play that for too long what do you think kyle you okay with it at 10 i'm okay with it at 10 i had it uh pretty low too at a number eight so okay yeah yeah we're good there uh that would take us to number nine assassin's creed for black flag i am also okay with that because i had it at number 10 
I had it. I had it right there. I had it actually up higher at five because I liked the aspect that it changed around the open world to being, uh, you know, traversing the open seas as a pirate versus the way the original Assassin's Creed games did, and I, I appreciate that value of it. So that's why it was up definitely much higher for me than what you guys had it at. I think I would keep it lower, though, because we had talked about earlier how the other Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey have imbued their world better with better characters and side missions and more personality. This one is strictly gameplay-related almost, and I think that was enough to get it to the top 10. But I don't think it builds on that enough over some of these others. Uh, That's a fair assessment, actually. No, I, I can agree with that one. So, okay, where it's at sounds actually fine. You good with that too, Kyle? Oh, of course you are. That's where you <laughs> yeah. That's where of course I he's it. okay with it. Sure he is. Uh, that would take us to number eight. Horizon Zero Dawn is number eight by the numbers. Okay. I had it at, Ooh, I had really? it at nine on mine. Yeah, Kyle had it higher than mm-hmm. us. Yeah we, both, yeah, we both had it at nine. Kyle had it at a little higher <laughs> at number five. I did. I felt like, especially because of, you know, the the way the environments moved and stuff and the way they were colored, it made the environments feel more rich. They are gorgeous. Um, I guess I kind of fell down to where your argument for a, like brutal legend and other things were the things in between getting to fight a T-Rex or a pack of the Brachiosaurs or whatever the hell they are, a giant crocodile or even to the cities those parts were pretty, but I felt were empty in a lot of ways. Yeah, so but there were a lot of e- little enemy fights, too, that I, I still felt like, even though that they were the little enemy fights, they felt more, you know, like you were actually fighting a wild creature. Did you because... stop to fight them? I didn't. I just blew I, I past did. all those. I, I mm, would, no. frequently. I can see why that would be a little more best for you, then. Well, it's up to you, Kyle. Do you want to fight for it? I'd fight for it. A little lower. Okay, well, that puts it up against number seven, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Oh, I'm definitely going to fight for <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know, That's man. where I had Stick of Truth at was at seven, so. And I had it at, like, fucking number four. You know. <laughs> I think of... And, of course, I had it at the bottom. You did. Mm. I think I'd be okay if, like, they they traded spots on the list. Like, if we did bump Horizon Zero Dawn up a little bit more than South Park Stick of Truth, because I think for Kyle especially, you know, he doesn't watch South Park. He gets the merits of it, but I think, you know, it, it's it definitely fills the, the level of... Um, it, it fits into the category of being one of those games that, you know, it's like you watch the show, you're going to get the Easter eggs, you're going to get all of that. And so it's like you watch the show, you're going to pick it up and play it. Horizon Zero Dawn kind of a, appealed to a lot of people because there was no, there, there was nothing that prepped anybody for getting into that game. There was no previous story, previous TV show, previous movie or anything. Um, right. You know, for, for a lot of it the immersion really stuff. really rich original world. Mm-hmm. But I could see at least though. In yeah. some of its merits, though, at least that's why I'm thinking at least like it could probably switch spots with the two. I don't know if it needs to necessarily go up any higher, but I can at least see it switching spots. Let me ask you a question, Kyle. Say they had done the exact same thing that I claim South Park does. It fully immerses it, makes it look like an episode of South Park, and you feel like you're there and you're discovering all the rich lore of South Park. 
you're getting all the Easter eggs. If they had done that with a show you like, like Rick and Morty, would no. you would you put it would you fight for it at all? I would, but still I I feel like, you know, a more original concept like like Horizon deserves more merit in, in so this you would you wouldn't scenario. fight for it over Horizon. I think I would still fight for Horizon. Okay, if you okay, then go ahead and switch them. That answers my question. If he would apply the same logic to Rick and Morty, then I'm okay with it switching. So that puts South Park at number eight, Horizon at number seven. Okay. You think Horizon still needs to keep going? Is it going to go past Yakuza? You said what? What? What's after South? What would have come next? Uh, Yakuza is number six. Okay, right sorry, now. you would cut out for me. Sorry. Uh, no, I think Yakuza could go in at six. You're okay with Yakuza at six? Yeah, because I, I've never... Uh, I shouldn't say I've never played a Yakuza. I started... what? Which Was it Zero that was on the uh, Game Pass? It's on Game Pass right now, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, and I've started Zero a couple times. I've had issues with my save. I don't know if I need to clear off space or something. Um... What do you think of the world so far? Uh, It's really enjoyable. It's really goofy. Um, It is. And I know that it does have a lot of that that Shenmue-esque-ness to to the world. Like, you know, maybe not down to going to the coin-op machines and getting little figures out, but damn near. So... (laughs) Okay. Well, if you're okay with it being at six, yeah, it's got those nuances that it, it's just it's insane to even think about that they would put it in a game. Okay, so that leaves Horizon at seven, Yakuza at six, Batman Arkham City at five. I think that's a good place for it. I can almost see Yakuza go above Batman. I actually have. Um, Ooh, really? I have Arkham City at. Four, so that's relatively close for me where I had it. I could see it switching places with Yakuza. Yakuza is a goofy fucking world, man, that you just love being in. See, and I had I Batman just above Horizon. Uh, Horizon was was my five, and Batman my six. So. Mm. And you had Yakuza where? Let's see. Seven. You had that at number five. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to have a fight about that. If if you guys really feel Batman should be higher, then I'm I'm okay with Yakuza at number six. Cool. Let's keep it there. I I'm I'm cool with that. Okay. So that puts Batman at number five with the Legend of Zelda at number four, Breath of the Wild. I really think Batman's better than Zelda in this, but. I mean, for them to make Breath of the Wild, they actually brought in several of the developers for Skyrim. I don't care. To, oh, you fucking asshole. Skyrim's off this list. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's, I, I know it's off of this list, but it's still something that needs to be mentioned anyway, that they went that far to bring these people in to say, it's like, we need to take Legend of Zelda to the next level what is it that we can do here? And of course, all the ideas and designs that they had used for Skyrim, of course, to make it that larger world incorporated into Legend of Zelda, and they did such a great job with it. 
you know that so did Rocksteady with Batman's like the both the open worlds are great but I think more of Arkham City is jam-packed with easter eggs with in character and that world and that lore Zelda there's a lot of open spots where there's nothing right what the hell was that sorry guys I just big like stomp over the top of my head here it was like a big thud even my waveform caught it Wow. What the hell was that? Anyway, you guys keep talking. Kyle, what do you think about Zelda? You know, that's actually right where I had it. Uh, you had Zelda at... Oh my god, you had it at number four. What the fuck? You guys at are four. crazy. No way, man. Batman's better than Zelda. I don't know. I, I just felt like the... it. It felt like a Zelda world. It really did to me. Like, there weren't too many enemies. Um, There were times where there was... There was more enemies. I wouldn't ever say I felt overwhelmed. Do you know what I would say that... I don't know, Part though. of the, I think what it sucks looking is at the them dungeons. Beca- looking at them... I'll, I'll say this, though. Looking at them next to each other and saying that... There is a lot more in that Batman world. There is. Like, there's so much empty, unused space in Zelda. And part of what makes a Zelda world a Zelda world are the dungeons. And the dungeons in this one are boring. That is true. I won't fight you on that. I could see those two switching. And if Sherm's not here to stop me, then we could definitely do it, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. Fuck you. Yeah. Batman number four. Zelda number five. He's not going to like that at all. No, he is <laughs> not. Guess he should have been here. I technically was still here and just listening. And I just had my no, you volume turned down. So that way, uh, <laughs> if there were any more of those weird bangs, you know, everything was just kind of, uh, you know, wasn't caught on the waveform. So what, what do you think, Sherm? I appreciate that they nailed an open world Zelda. I I really do appreciate that. That's why I actually enjoy Breath of the Wild. And it's one of my favorite Zeldas. But I don't think they nail it to the degree to to the, to the degree that Batman Arkham City does. I don't think it's as jam-packed. There's not something on every corner. There's a lot of unused empty space and I think I was telling Kyle that the dungeons are something that make a Zelda world a Zelda world or dungeons and their dungeons suck. I guess I won't argue with it in regards to that part. But what what number overall did did Zelda make it to then? That would that would that would drop Zelda to five instead of four. I I think I can deal with that. You can live with that. I won't fight for it over Yakuza, so I'll stop there. If we can live with that, which then takes us to number three and two, which are actually tied in points, which is Witcher, Wild Hunt, and Dark Souls. I'm okay with Witcher being at number three. Actually, I would like... I'd like Witcher number... I want Red Dead number three. That's where I had it. I have Red Dead at two. I had Red Dead at... I had Red Dead at three, Witcher two, Dark Souls one for these last three. I had Red Dead at one, uh, Dark Souls at two, and Witcher at three. 
Yeah, mine, of course, is way off. Mm. Like, for my number one was Legend of Zelda, two was Red Dead for me, and three was Yakuza 0. So, of course, my, my numbers really don't apply except for Red Dead right now, so. Well, you're, I mean, you had Witcher lower. Do you not think it's... I, I don't know. I keep thinking about the characters and the people of that world that occupy the world of Witcher, and it's so much more interesting than anything else on this list. Yeah, I guess, you know... I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit more too, like, because I made that comparison earlier in the episode about um, Skyrim, you know, to versus Witcher. And I feel like the replayability of the open worldness that was Witcher or that is Witcher three, excuse me, not was versus Skyrim. I feel like there's more people that still enjoy Witcher three to this day than do Skyrim. You know, I think that open world still probably brings more people back in a lot of it. And the, so I, just going to the towns and like messing with the bartenders or, or going to play Gwent. Like there is so much more to do in between missions in Witcher than there is Red Dead. Yeah. So like let's. Um, yeah, I think it can I be up higher. Be yeah. You, you guys want Witcher at two or three? What's the current two right now? Right now, Dark Souls and Witcher are both tied with each other for three and two, and Red Dead technically has it number one. But I think Dark Souls should be number one over Red Dead. I think Red Dead should be number three, is what I think should be the number three, is what I'm saying. Why do you think Red Dead should be number three? Because... Yeah, that's a good question. I think it, I think most of it is just pretty. I think most of it is just the looks, and where I th- and I think Witcher also has the looks... I think The Witcher also has the story and character of the world more than Red Dead. And also, the gameplay of Witcher is much better when you're going from place to place. Whereas Red Dead, it gets boring to just jump on your fucking horse and ride eight minutes all the way across the fucking map. I I actually got mad at the world at some points in Red Dead because I had to keep doing that. Whereas Witcher, I never got sick of looking at the world because I was always doing something that was really interesting in The Witcher. Yeah, I'll give you that. Same here. Yes, Red Dead at three, even though it was a cumulative number one. Look at me go! Puts Witcher two and Dark Souls at one. Do you guys want Dark Souls at one or two? I think Dark Souls should be number one. I mean, Dark Souls... Every area is unique and crafted. I think on the premise that there's so much or there's so many people to interact with and whatnot in the world of the Witcher to, to give it more, I don't know, give the world more character. I, I would say. I don't disagree. The Witcher has a lot better NPCs and like playable or those people to talk to. I think that part is better, but I think every area and inch of the world of dark souls is crafted to that boss of that area and has a story behind it. That's how the people actually, since there is no direct storytelling in dark souls, the story is told through the world and that's how people have pieced together all of the lore of Dark Souls is because they can go and look at the world and the world is telling the story. Hmm. So like when someone came up with that whole thing of Artur, that you know the Arturia storyline of how he was a, a, a captured by the Abyss and he was Sif and he Sif is guarding his graveyard. None of that was told through the story. 
That's all because of environment and the world they built. That's how and people gathered clues and like, oh my God, this is what this means. This is what this means. And they were able to piece together the story. That's how good the world building in Dark Souls is. Right. I think that's more impressive than awesome side quests in The Witcher. And the, the fact that Dark Souls is interconnected in a way that you would not expect. I also really like that too. Witcher, it's a flat plane. You're just going from one side to the other. Dark Souls is built on layers. Like you'll take an elevator from this, from Anne Orlando and drop down. You're like, oh my God, all of a sudden I'm in Blighttown or something. That's a really cool thing in a world building. Right. What do you think? Can we move it up to number one? I don't know. What do you think, Travis? Uh, uh... <laughs> Thanks for showing up at all, fuckface. <laughs> First off, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. Secondly, yeah, move it to one. I feel good about my Dark Souls argument. Move it to one. Yeah, move it to one. Okay. I really do like Witcher 2, though. All right, Sherm, you ready for the final list? I think that's our list. That is our list. Okay, so re- read so through puts... it. Let's read 10 to 1 here, Preston. Let's... What do we got so we can close Number out this episode? 10. Fuck off. Number 10, <laughs> Fallout, New Vegas. Number 9, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Number 8, South Park, The Sick of Truth. Number seven, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number six, Yakuza Zero. Number five, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number four, Batman Arkham City. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt. And number one, for the greatest open worlds, is Dark Souls. But secretly, it's Untitled Goose Game. Fuck off. I don't ever... I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I just want one goddamn podcast where I don't have to hear that fucking name. And you can't let me have it. Keep it up, Sherm. I'm going to make this go another two hours. <laughs> oh, so with uh, with that said, and of course, uh, Preston's uh, imminent retirement here from podcasting. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's topic episode. Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast. That is the home of this podcast. We have links to all the platforms we're supported on, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, hopefully iHeartRadio here very soon, and more. You can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at The NPCs Podcast. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The NPCs. Hit subscribe and hit the uh, notification icon there. We did just get a once-over of... Uh, Last of Us 2 put up on there. Of course, please make sure to check that out. Leave a comment on there to let us know how we're doing with these videos. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and sticking with us in this week's topic episode. We will catch you all in the next one. Later. Bye.